しくったって悲しくったってことの中では平気なの」だけど涙が出ちゃう女の子だもん。Welcome to the Redleaf Retrocast Anime Edition, episode 60. Holy shit, that's a big number these days. We are reviewing Attack number one today, a minimum of episodes one to 13. At least that's what I watched. Should have been to these、14. guys finished the arc. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Like missing, just fucking watching 13 episodes out of a 14 episode arc and be like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> hey, I like my idea of the ending better, so we'll get there. This is fun. Attack number one is an old volleyball anime from the 60s. <laughs> Who knew? I'm sure like three people have watched it. <laughs> Us three. Anyways, we got me talking about Isukai Wrestler here in a little bit. Then we got Tori's new quest, The Plan to Watch Cleaning. He's got some more titty anime he's going to talk about. That's going to be fun. Hickey and I got Manga Manwa Checkout to come, come with, come at you with. We're up to 20 on that. That's crazy. And then summer anime reviews, and of course, our retro review. Fun episode. I'm excited. So I was talking about work a lot before this podcast, how I'm working at a third world country facility. How are you guys doing? Fine.、Uh, <laughs> well, no, I lied.、Uh... Big pause. <laughs> my One of my wisdom teeth is growing and it's really, really hurting a lot.、Uh, aside that, it's okay. It's been a, an okay week. You should come to America. I have access to the best of chemicals. I've been watching Dr. Stone. I actually know a lot of the,、uh, the chemicals that they're going with because it's all mineral based. But, anyways, if you want those wisdom teeth removed, Got some sulfuric acid right up your alley for you. No, thanks. I also watched the show and I don't think I want that kind of thing inside of my mouth.、Uh, no, I, I mean, mean, the wisdom teeth, I will guarantee those, those wisdom teeth will be out. JD, I think you need to drink that thing way more than I do. You know, I guess it, it will make your, your suffering go away.、Uh, definitely. No, I'm not suffering. I, I have a nice. Hazelnut infused coffee in front of me, ready to talk about some volleyball beatdowns later. Mm. 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 How are you, Tori? Tori. <laughs> I'm doing good. Well, I'm doing, I'm doing better.、Uh, better? Kind of similar, kind of similar to, well, yeah, kind of similar to, except it's not my wisdom tooth. I've had a,、uh, like,、um, I've had a blister on the side of my tongue. Fucking giant、Ooh. one. 
So I got uh, hydrochloric been, acid for that. Yeah. So that's been scraping up against my mouth now for the last couple of days. And uh, a few days ago, it, I was struggling to even speak because I, my mouth was in so much pain. But uh, it's it's going away now. So I can I can talk. It's okay. I will still podcast. Don't worry. <laughs> I bet I know how this occurred. Tell me if I'm right. You were watching the latest season of Food Wars, Wrong. and you were just salivating so hard at the food being cooked in the show that you accidentally bit your tongue in frustration that you couldn't have the food. Am I right? Am I close? Hot or warm? Not even not even remotely close, no. Alright, so probably just licking your tongue really, licking your lips really hard uh, from watching I, lots of the titty anime. I have no idea what happened. Like, honestly, it just kind of appeared one day. Yeah, you hmm. probably beat your tongue when you were sleeping. Probably. Dreaming of the food. Made in food Fuck wars. Fuck you and one. your goddamn food wars. I don't give a shit about that show. There, I said it. <laughs> no one gives a shit about... <laughs> I mean, uh, no. There's some crazy people out there, but yeah, you know. I don't. I don't think anyone is watching uh, Food War season four, going, "Oh my god, finally another season!" Oh, it's just like, oh, I I've watched three seasons of this shit. I'm not dropping down right now. <clears throat> it's an endurance test. I guess I'm the only one watching it then. Yes, you are. Yeah. Probably the only person who cares as well. <laughs> Uh, I was watching Food Wars making amazing tortellini last night. It was great. Sure. Yeah, I was. Do I need to take a picture of my food now to prove it to you, Buster? Hmm? Yeah, actually, you do. Shokugeki no JD. He watches the show and says, hey, I'm going to cook some. Oh, no, thanks. Hickey, I, no th- I don't want that image. <laughs> oh, you know what? Yeah. Can you, oh my god! Can you, oh no! I I can I I thought of something, but I won't say. Uh, it's it's way too traumatic. Uh, we all know what you thought of. I made last night, but this was definitely. It's so the, uh, it, it was so traumatic tra- traumatic. I I couldn't speak. <laughs> Sorry, JD. Uh, you will respect my gourmet cooking skills. Make I mean, me. I guess you know chemistry. I guess you can cook some interesting stuff. <laughs> What's funny is chemistry was actually like my worst class in college. <laughs> okay, you shouldn't say that. You know chemistry. You can cook some interesting stuff. Hmm. <laughs> hey, I think I made a you, show about that. <laughs> <laughs> so, <clears throat> you guys. If uh, listeners of the podcast are aware, when we were going over our fall outlook, I had Tori and Hickey kind of collaborate on picking an isekai show for me to watch of the fall. And they chose Rise Up, a.k.a. Isekai Wrestler. I'm a wrestling fan. I love wrestling. Well, this is anime... A wrestler that gets, that has a borderline, extreme borderline animal fetish, and he's summoned to another world to originally destroy monsters, or animal mon- animal creatures, and uh, because he's an animal lover, he proceeds to German suplex the princess that summoned, summoned him. Now, apparently, uh, as I found out by 
you, Tori. You told me that... You might have told me this in the last episode, but it is by the same creator that did Konosuba. Mm-hmm. So, the comedy makes me laugh. But, at the same time, I feel insulted as a wrestling fan. <laughs> mm. I feel emotionally compromised while watching this show. Because I want to laugh, hysterically, a lot. But then I go, then there are a lot of things w- that the character does that makes me just cringe. It makes me just question why I'm watching this again. So, he German suplex the princess, and as one does in anime, there's a panty shot. And it's in the foreground of the camera shot, and the words that are used is something along the lines of, the princess's uh, noble butt has been exposed to the masses. Okay. What a start. That's within the first, like, four minutes of the show. So this guy proceeds to run around town, getting chased by guards, in essentially his underwear, and of course they're calling him a pervert. We get the line, I'm not a pervert, I'm a pro wrestler, so, you know, thumbs up there. And hold on, why why you used irony on that? <laughs> Shouldn't you be saying yes? It's true. He's it's like his wrestling uh, outfit. It's not using irony. It's like you you just sounded that every single pro wrestler is a fucking pervert in disguise. <laughs> well, that's what he's saying. That's what the show's saying. Every no. pro wrestler is just a pervert. You said that the show didn't say it. No, that was the line from the show. I'm just quoting the lines from the show. Yeah, but he's he's, he's in an, he's in his animal mask. He's got he's got like a a cat or bear mask or something on. It's a dog. In... It's the little dog. It's the same face as the little Is dog it? that goes right, around right. him. So, yeah, it's... he doesn't call call it a dog. He calls it a mongrel. That's how he describes it. Anyways, so he's running around in his boots, black trunks, and a mask. He comes across, you know, long story short, he starts gathering up a harem of animal women hybrid people, and he basically molests the animals into submission. <laughs> uh, we, yeah. get, uh, we get such amazing scenes as him uh, Canadian de- performing a Canadian destroyer on a three-headed Cerberus dog, and then he sniffs his butthole. And the people revering at his skill to submit these animals to his will. Because he wants to open a pet shop. That is his drill. That is his That is his goal. That is the goal of the show. He wants to open up a pet shop in which people... In a world where people want to murder animals. <sighs> yeah. Now, I will admit, when he fights some of the animals and they're doing, like, wrestling moves... Wow! Why is the animation so good, Hickey? Oh, no. This is baffling to me. The, the animation is actually very good. I don't know why they. I don't know why they just had a lot of budget. Especially, I mean, you've watched all the three episodes. Especially when he fought the, the orcs. Uh, that, now that I really, that I really like. Yeah, the animation was yeah. ex- exceedingly good. I was like, hold on, why? Is Dude, when, the, so the, the, so the, the, setup, the, the little, setup is the the woman who who goes around to him. Uh, What's her name? The the dog woman. Her animation is shit. Yeah, her animation is shit. Even her drawing is shit. 
But when it comes to the guy fighting, it's just amazing. <laughs> like, hold on. Uh, uh, there's some bias here. I guess there's probably some pro wrestling uh, animators fans. And they spent a lot of time and a lot of resource in those uh, <laughs> fighting shots. Yeah. So this, uh, I like the setup for the orc because he's, he has to get quests, you know. As one does in an RPG, goes to the board. Ha, ah, this one pays the most. I'll go do that. He needs money to open up his pet shop. Well, the orcs are stealing crops from all the farmers. All right, I'm going to go fight this orc. You know, he challenges the, the top orc. And he says they're going to resolve this peacefully. You know, and of course you think it's going to be, he's going to talk to him. No, he's, he's a pro wrestler after all. He's got to talk with his fists. He proceeds to dropkick this dude in the face, and it's incredibly well animated. The sound effects are on point. The, it, the You really feel the impact of this dropkick. The orc's nose bleeds, and he's like, holy shit, respect. He goes to punch this dude in the chest, and he just takes it like the Japanese pro wrestler he is. Just strong style here. You know, he's like, you got a good punch yourself, and they they duke it out. He wins off a German suplex. Of course, then... His butthole's exposed to the masses, just just like the the princess before him, and uh, of course they have the funny line: Ah, the orc has, has he he has uh, he's in the position of submission. We have a new orc king. So I hope they go back to this later. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, German devastating German suplex. The German suplex is the most devastating uh, finishing move in this pro wrestling world, I guess. So yeah, this um, this show is funny. It's insulting to pro wrestling fans. It's well animated, which makes no sense to me. The art style is simultaneously horrible. I don't know what to make of this show. I'm emotionally confused. Good. I guess that was the point. And we didn't even well, have to do the fucking Moe Grohl <laughs> Isekai. There's going you know around what? this. Season. I can go into the, the whole Lollicon thing. In the next episode. No, he just he the... just have a fan. It's, it's different. It's different. I have I, I'm not kidding you. I was posting screenshots of the show last night. And Tori, you can vouch. There was legit furry Oh right. Yeah. Yes. Going, oh my god. <laughs> what show quite... is this? And I described the show. I'm like, well, it's a, it's a pro wrestler with a extreme animal fetish. And he's like, oh my god, I gotta watch this. I'm just like, okay. Uh, look at the guy's profile. First thing it says, furry. I'm like, ah, of course. JD, don't this don't this your fans. I was <laughs> immediately bombarded with DMs of multiple furries on Twitter right after that. They're all following you, man. Yeah. They're furries. Yeah. And they're furries. I got, furries 20, I got 20, 20 new followers fans. on Twitter. I'm a little bit worried now. Uh, I mean... Hey, that's you're a furry, you do you. Your problem. This was quite jarring. <laughs> that's your problem. You're the one who likes pro wrestling. They probably also <laughs> like pro Isakai wrestling. Isekai Wrestler has gotten me into a world that I was not ready for. <laughs> True. Pro wrestling is only one step removed from furries. <laughs> 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 oh, oh no, poor JD. Tori, can I play a drop and you can go on to your t- quest about titties? Yeah. Okay. 
move on with your titty quest. Okay, so speaking of furries, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, we have. Uh, I am still doing my cleaning my plan to watch list quest, and uh, you know, it's going great. Uh, it's been a while since I watched a few shows, but we are now up to F. And uh, F, I decided to watch Freezing. Uh, Freezing is a uh, show from uh, winter of 2011. Finally, something produced good. By, I know, right? Produced <laughs> by Studio ACGT. It's 12 episodes, and it was directed by Takashi Watanabe, who has directed shows like Senran Kagura. No, oh, great show. Really good show. As Look, well... Senna Kagura is actually a very good show. <laughs> is it? I know they make, a, video, they make a, a, big, a lot of video games about... Well, there's titties in it. Well, it's... I mean, really there's a lot of titties in it, but it actually has a very profound and well-thought story. Uh, it's just buried under a lot of ass and titties. Yeah, yeah, just like yeah, freezing. Yeah, but we're not talking about Sandrine Kagura. Just now, like okay? freezing. All right, I complimented it. Just like freezing. <laughs> okay. It has there a very go. well good thought story, but. But. A lot of buts. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of buts, and that's what I like. Anyways, he also directed uh, Ogenki Clinic. And if you know, you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. Sorry. <laughs> Hickey nose. Hickey nose. <laughs> Uh, anyways, summary from Anime Planet says, Earth is under attack by other dimensional threats known as Nova, and only the Pandora, girls with special implants that grant them uh, enhanced physical abilities, can battle against them to protect the planet. The Military Academy Genetics, uh, the Military Academy Genetics, helps train the uh, Pandora, who must choose a younger boy known as a limiter to assist them in battle. Bridget L. Satellizer, known to her peers as, uh, the, as okay, as the Untouchable Queen, fucking, uh, is the at the top of her class, and lets no one hear her, lets no one near her. What the fuck? Uh, that is until new student Kasia Aoi falls into her breasts one day. Hey, uh, time to scroll back and forth. I lose my way. You so know, yeah. I have the Anime Planet agenda written. Uh, uh-huh. We should really do Ogenki Clinic OVAs one day. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, uh, <clears throat> anyway, freezing, yes. Freezing, yes. So basically, as you heard, freezing takes place in this world where you have these girls who are set to protect humanity from these monsters. and um, That was for you, Tori. I heard thanks. your phone go off. Yeah. I... Anyways, yeah. So these girls, they have their, they use their <laughs> special abilities that allow them to, uh, that allow them to uh, fight these monsters. However, they do need their uh, partner to uh, help them out, uh, so <laughs> that they can, because the, um, the uh, there is this field that these monsters come out with. It's called uh, a freezing field that kind of essentially just freezes everybody inside of it. In order for them mm-hmm. to traverse that, they need their uh, partners to. Um, to use their phrasing abilities, kind of cancel that out, and uh, so they can move. So, right. you know, battle tactics. Essentially, their partner is literally, in every way, essentially, the same thing as being married. Uh, 
you also have to spend the night together. Uh, mm. and, you know, stuff like that. And yes, this is a fan service show. But this is a good fan service show. This is about tits and action. This is about totalitarian systems abusing people. Whatever. Anyway, that's not yeah. the point. That's <laughs> not the exciting <laughs> part. It, it, has, it has a really, really in-depth... It, it has a really good story behind it. The problem is... You probably... One will drop the show before the extra story starts. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you man. just I get love lost. That first, I love that first episode when you just get introduced to like the fucking training uh, that the students there are doing, and they're literally just sending students out there, like straight up. They're not quite killing each other, but they're goddamn close, and that is that is their training. <laughs> I'm just like, Jesus Christ. It's like, you're doing this for the good of humanity. And I'm like, my God, what is this? (laughs) Did the Nazis win? Like, what the fuck happened here? (laughs) (laughs) No, that is just the Japanese system as a whole, I guess. (laughs) <laughs> uh, but yeah nah, but they can they can have their as long as it's not lethal they can have their uh, wounds healed and they can have their limbs replaced all that it's all good it just hurts it's it, fine yeah, it's, they'll live it's okay just, who, who never lost just, an arm right exactly <laughs> you're just mentally scarred it's okay okay it's, fine. it's okay that's why you have a little boy with you that will satisfy your needs it's fine exactly it's okay right? Exactly, and that is what the show is about. It's honestly <laughs> having little. Uh, anyway, yes. <laughs> I mean, yes, it is what the show is. I about. know, but no, I mean, no, no, it's not. <laughs> kind of, kind There's of, another plot kind going of, on. kind of, <laughs> but it's kind of, yes. it's still there and it's very present. The only thing is that the Bridget, the main girl, she is the Untouchable Queen, and she will, nobody is allowed to touch her. She is the number one at school, and uh, she doesn't want anyone to uh, be her partner. Um, then, because of the... Uh, She's uh, got a big rack as well. Everyone, <laughs> everyone has, has. JD. <laughs> JD, that was a resident. Really. Yeah. So anyways, when Cassia enters the school... I'll make it clear. When Cassia enters the school, he mistakes Bridget for uh, her, his sister, who was passed away, who was also part of the uh, Pandora, and... Uh, Ah, he, uh, finish. incoming. Yeah, so he kind of just like runs to her, even though she's in the middle of a ranking battle versus the second uh, ranked girl. So because of uh, Cassia, <laughs> Bridget ends up losing her title of first, uh, no, number one ranked and becomes number two ranked. So, uh, you know, fun. But despite this, Cassia is, is very insistent on trying to get closer to Bridget and becoming her partner, at least eventually. And he does. Who would have thought? That if you just keep pushing and uh, don't take no for an answer, then eventually <laughs> the girl's gonna. Okay, that sounds bad. No, no, bad. please keep going. <laughs> no. Yeah, come on, come on. I, I understand. I mean, it sounds bad, but it's actually what happened in the show. So it is. Like, I, like he doesn't he doesn't push her. It's not that. Man, he's just I like, just take take me as your partner. No, take me as your partner. No, take me as your partner. No, take me as your partner. Fine. Yeah, he it, it just he just won out of yeah. I just love it. Like she's fighting, and he he comes running, screaming on each and hugs her, yes. and start like like I don't know, nose. Uh, 
he, he has oh, oh my god he's just start <laughs> crying and rubbing his face against her, her boobs while crying and it's very depressing to watch uh, dude i just think it's hilarious because it's like when you see that when you because we get the his nose is running as well and he's just going in just, just yeah but not even <laughs> that you look at them and it's just like they don't even look the same they're not even remote his the sister's black haired yeah yeah yeah. Fucking yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. I remember the the manga as well. The manga is what? It's like they they show the the honest and they're like, uh, uh, I mm, I don't know. This this little kid might have some eye problems. You think so? Yeah. No, I understand. Like the whole point of it is that they wanted you know the whole thing with like the fucking uh, the Pandora to have these like implants in the back of their back. Uh, that essentially gives them their powers. Uh, and uh, essentially, the idea there is that you know, Bridget and uh, his sister has the same aura because of these, because they're the same. Spoilers. Mm. Uh, so um, as, uh, the uh, the chips. She has the same chips. Uh, parts of them. Casia's sister was a weird experiment who had more chips implanted in her than anyone safely should be able to have so uh yeah that's that's essentially why he mistakes her but it, it doesn't make sense considering the fact that you know he can see her I, I would assume unless he's blind which is i guess is also possible and uh, yeah generally a lot of the show involves around kasuki just getting bullied because uh <laughs> of course he does getting bullied by girls and uh and be saved Very by a bullied by girls. <laughs> yeah, this show. Uh, yeah, being bullied by girls and being saved by uh, a stronger titties. girl. You can say it. He's <laughs> saved, saved by, by titties. titties directly. He's saved by people who have titties, aka females. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I don't know, man. There are some really, is... really fat guys out there. <laughs> <laughs> Those are moobs, okay? That's <laughs> okay. a different thing. Okay, okay. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, no, it's, uh, again, like, it's a fun show if you're into, if you're into this style of, uh, weird comedy and, uh, action. with moves. Oh, oh, sorry, I just thought about it. Hickey. I, I. Stop. I'm sorry. No, no one wants this. No one wants this. I know no no one wants it, but my mind works in mysterious ways and just gave me some, uh... First you picture JD naked, and now this. Not JD naked. I thought JD <laughs> making people naked. That's way oh, worse. Okay, I'm oh, such you. I'm such a <laughs> You're right. I'm such a definition of a male specimen that I think you just can't help but envision my envision a little a little boy suit on a daily basis rubbing his face against your moobs? I, I guess not. <laughs> Okay, I guess that one is going to Twitter, huh? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag me too. <laughs> <laughs> This uh, is going way off topic. So it's because it's freezing. Does. Oh, like there's not, oh, yeah. nothing much to talk about freezing. Yes, it is a highly acclaimed sci-fi show. Look, it is a highly acclaimed show. You can you cannot say otherwise. Uh, it it is a very good sci-fi show. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's a. It's definitely a good sci-fi. It's a, like I said. It's a good fan service action show. Is what I would describe it as. Like if you are if you like action and you don't mind fucking tits in your face all the time, 
then you're one of me, then you're one of us. But uh, you know, that's that's what you're getting here. And in that case, it's one of it, it, this is one of the better ones. Like there's an actual story here to go with it. It is not just like here, look, tits. Yeah. Although there is still that. It's, but yeah, yeah. so it's it's in the, as long as you know in what you're getting into, you can have a good time with it. It's, is it going to be your favorite show? I don't know, maybe, I don't know you, but I'm going to assume not. But, you know, if you're just looking for some mindless fun with some decent stories, some okay action, I want to say that the action is animated particularly well, but it's it's serviceable, it's fine. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that, that's freezing. Very fun. All right. Very and that's the second season, which I will yeah. also talk about later. True. Oh. There is also a second season. Uh. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 a in a really interesting group of shows that look like just almost born, but it actually has a really good story, like Saquon Acquiser and <laughs> <laughs> even even High School of the Dead. And those shows are uh, hmm, I don't know, just weird. They. They have everything to be a very good hentai, but they decide to have a, have a extremely good story behind it. Hmm. Yeah. The two thousands. The two thousands. The two thousands were very weird in this regard. Listen, people know what they like, and I like it. <laughs> I want. I want ass. I want titties. I want a very interesting story of a subplot with totalitarian regimes and really awesome sci-fi. Okay. Exactly. Have three. Not too much to ask for. Yeah, not, <laughs> mu- not much. It's men in the uh, high castle with, with Moe girls. Anyway. Playing the drop. Alright, Hickey. Take us away into this next segment. Sure. Uh, I'm the guy with the problems inside of my mouth, so you won't, but we want me to talk. Alright, cool. Uh, anyway, now it's time for the segment uh, where me and JD reveal a manga, manga or webtoon, which we call uh, <clears throat> a checkout. Uh, so this time is the twentieth. Well, we we did twenty of those. Uh, yes. Checkout, and it's of a manga available on webtoon, which, by the way, made a partnership with Con. Crunchyroll this week, uh, called really? yeah. I I didn't look it up. I saw on Twitter. I don't know why are they going to do with it, but we can hopefully uh, expect maybe a few anime it would be interesting done by Crunchyroll. For Webtoon example. itself made a deal with Crunchyroll. Yes. Well, but like they, they can they can buy they can buy the the rides for the webtoons and make something out of it. I mean, they could have oh, done that anyways, but, like, I assume that this has something to do with, that this is somehow related to the whole uh, Tower of God thing, uh, like, uh, getting an anime and whatnot. I assume that's uh, that's part of this. Probably. So, they can also do, like, with those, well, the same thing, there's a there's a Japanese webtoon uh, thing, you, you pay subscription, but sometimes they do animated series for the web, like, for the app. So you can only watch if you have a subscription and you, you have the app, so they can also do that. Usually it's not good animation, it's just a interesting thing to promote in Webtoon. 
So, you know, maybe some stuff will come up. Who knows? We need to wait. And it's a it's it's a webtoon called Sol- Solo Leveling. Uh, it's a Korean novel by Chu Gong. Later made into a webtoon by artist Ji Soo Ryong. And uh, Jian Sung Rak. Via Kakko Page webtoon. And was released first in April 13th for 2018 and spends 80, 82 chapters currently. JD, reads the summary because that was your pick. Okay. Uh, yeah, so just a little background on solo leveling. Um, it's arguably, next to Tower God, the uh, most popular webtoon out there currently. Uh, if you go over to my anime list and you look up Manwa, it's the top-ranked manhwa, so I figure, yeah, why not? I've never read it. Hickey has, so it'd be an easy easy one to go into, and it's it's pretty shonen, so it's right up my alley. So the summary from Anime Planet is, Ten years ago, after the gate that connected the real world with the monster world opened. Mm. Some of... Yeah, sounds familiar, right? <laughs> no. Never, never heard of a gate before. <laughs> no, 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 no. Some of the ordinary, everyday people received the power to hunt monsters within the gate. Uh, They are known as hunters. However, not all hunters are powerful, a.k.a. created equal. My name is Sung Jin Woo, an E-rank hunter. E is the lowest, by the way. I'm someone who has to... I don't know why this is in the first person, but uh, okay. Um, Someone who has risked his life in the lowest, lowliest... Lowest of dungeons, the world's weakest, is his moniker. Having no skills whatsoever to display, he barely earns the required money by fighting in those low-level dungeons. At least he, f- at least until he finds a hidden dungeon with the hardest difficulty within the D-ranked dungeon. In the end, uh, as he was accepting death, he suddenly received a strange power, a quest log that only he could see, a secret to leveling up that only he knows about. If he trained in accordance with the quests and hunted monsters, his level would rise, changing from the weakest hunter to the strongest S-rank hunter. Not a very, not a. No, it's a very... it's a good it's a good synopsis. There's there's a few informations mm. missing, but it's for the sake of it, people going out and yeah. checking it. For example, one yeah. thing that I, I believe it, sh- it should be said in the synopsis is if he doesn't do the quests, he dies. Well, no, there's a punishment. Yeah, there's the punishment. Yeah, that's, that that's right. He yeah, even it's, goes it's to not, the punishment it's, it's twice. His... Yeah, I, if I remember, I thought that he would die. But then, yes, he goes to this desert with the with the huge insects. that They're just way too uh, high level for him. Yeah, so I've never, I'd never read this. I'd never heard about it until I just kind of looked up, you know, top ranked manwas or webtoons or something, and this came up. Ironically enough, it's not actually on webtoon. I had to go to my little Mongo Rock app to find it because um, it's fan translated. Rip and, oh, Mango you do Rock. notice every once in a while. Yeah. Rip Mango Rock. Oh, we will miss you. I mean, you come back as a paid service, but. <laughs> we will miss you. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so this guy Sung—that's how I'm gonna uh, say his name from now on. Sung 
is kind of, he's not a loser by any means. He's just weak, right? He's not, he's not a very good fighter. Uh, the story doesn't really make clear how hunters exactly come to be. They just say, oh, you receive powers and you become a hunter. Uh, from what I could tell, when this gate, when these gates opened uh, at first, I guess these people were crystallized through the opening. And then when they bust out of the crystal, that's how they get the power. That's just my theory on it. Because it didn't didn't go into it at all. I read the first 15 uh, chapters. Oh, I Just get a good, a real good first impression. I think I went way more than you. I don't remember when I stopped reading it. But there's a reason why I stopped. I started reading on April 13th. Um, oh, the day it came out. Yeah, the day it came out. Uh, so I I actually was a avid reader of it until some stuff happened. And I don't know. I didn't like it, but we'll get there. Okay. So, <clears throat> Soong has a sick mother in the hospital and a sister that's about to go to college. So he has to make money. Uh, so he has a regular day job, from what I can tell, and his side job is being a hunter. And when you go into the gate and you destroy monsters, you get crystals. So think of, like, Don Machi or any RPG where they where an, an enemy will have a drop. You get the drop, and then you can exchange it for money. And, of course, it's worth X amount, depending on how high a level the monster is, etc. And it just goes on like that. But because he's weak, he can only go to the extreme low-level dungeons and do raids with other hunters. In this case, he rarely goes to D, he mostly goes to E, you know, something in accordance with his skill level. He always gets hurt because he's a weak person. Uh, Nobody, and what's interesting is nobody really holds it against him, they just kind of make fun of him a little bit because he's so weak, and people are actually excited when he shows up because they're like, ah, all right, easy street. We're gonna get some easy money today because he's here. Awesome. So I kind of, I kind of like that style of writing where it's it, the guy's weak because he's not an auto loser, right? Where they bully him and kick the shit out of him and steal his lunch money. You know what we normally see <laughs> in these these sort of instances. What we normally—that's so sad. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I mean, right? <laughs> I know. I know. We're just talking about Tower of God and he being bullied. Uh, People yeah. talk about what they know, man. Well, I mean, I was bullied in school, but at least I stood up to my stood up for myself with blood pipes. But anyways, yeah, no, like uh, I mean, it it is an interesting it is an interesting mechanic. But it's like people are like glad to see him because it's like oh, I'm not, I'm not going to die today. Oh, thank you because people die. A lot of people die. Well, okay. So I wanna I wanted to kind of lead into that. So they're going through. The, you know, the the raids gathering together, this one guy goes, Hey, you know, I'm a C-ranked guy, I'm the highest among the group, you guys mind if I'm gonna be the, 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 the leader for this mission? And everyone's like, yeah, sure, why not? One guy's come, he's like, yeah, I got, I got a second kid coming on the way, I just need the extra, I need the extra cash to get by. Um, you know, I got bills to pay. So, like, they, they immediately make all these people seem like real people, right? With real lives, outside of just doing this. And... Just kind of in passive conversation, sort of, they explain kind of the rules to the universe with, 
with uh, if the gate stays open for seven days, uh, the monsters that are in that gate can come to the real world. So there is a real purpose to doing this. And the Hunter's Guild, the people in charge, uh, a higher power, um, if it's an E or D ranked mission, they kind of go, ah, you know what? It's low, it's low ranked. We, you know, we're going to concentrate our efforts on the higher ones. Makes sense to me. Well, as it turns out, as they're going through the gate, we, we learned Soong has kind of a relationship with, uh, with this, uh, girl. I don't remember her name real quick, but she's a, she's a healer. She's a B ranked healer, but she suffers from kind of, uh, she succumbs to fear pretty easily. PTSD. So that's why she's, she has a little yeah, bit yeah, PTSD, of PTSD essentially. So that's that's her reason for being there. So everyone kind of has a, re- yeah, everyone has a reason for why they're at this place at this certain time. I, ca- I quite like that, and it, and it didn't really go into heavy hitting um, dissertation of it all. It's just like, yeah, you know, she suffers from fear. That's why she's here, and and this is all being explained kind of within the action, where it's it's like a simple phrase or sentence that explains it. I really like that. Uh, I, so solo leveling does a really good job in setting the rules and explaining characters without dissertation. It's, it's quite good. I liked it. So <clears throat> they're destroying all the monsters, you know, going about their business, and then they discover kind of this hidden area. They call it the uh, what do they call it, Hickey? The 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 double zone or something? Oh, I don't remember. It's been a it's been something a like long that. time. Yeah, something like that. Like, they go inside and uh, there's, like, an extra room or something. They go inside and it's, like, they there's a bunch of statues. They need to survive the statues attack and something will happen. So, they get into this area and uh, there's big doors in front of them. And they go, unless you destroy the boss of the gate, right, of your zone... Uh, it won't close, so they have to do that, and they and they they go well, boys. We got we got two options. Either we go by protocol and call in uh, the guild to help, but then our money is gonna get extremely diluted, or we go take care of this as, uh, ourselves. Uh, this is a D ranked dungeon. Yeah, it shouldn't and be they, hard, right? I mean, the eh, guy, be hard. the guy who comes and no one dies here the the worst hunter of all so we shouldn't be a hard boss mm. yeah so everyone kind of has the their their own reason famous last like, words <laughs> shouldn't right, be that so hard they, they, they go they go into this this uh dungeon room and uh it sets it up really well it sets a good atmosphere a lot of mystery behind it these things are giant massive there's there's an, the the largest ones at the front and center of the room staring, and there's a placard that has three rules on it. Uh, it's like praise the god, respect the god, and then prove your faith. Right, something like that. And they don't really think much of these commandments, right? And then all of a sudden, one guy tries to get out of the room, and a statue moves and cuts his head off. It's like, oh, shit, lots of blood. They're like, all right, 
that really sets the tone for, yeah, people can die, and it's a very real danger. So again, thumbs up. Then uh, our character soon gets a very bad feeling, and he starts thinking about... he. Well, I guess it's intuition. He's like, everyone ducked. Lasers shoot out of the statue. Destroys, like, a good two-thirds of the party. Right? People's arms have been lasered off. Legs are destroyed. Uh, The girl's now cowering in fear because she just witnessed, like, more than half the people just get disintegrated, essentially. (laughs) Uh, They have to... So then Soong starts solving the riddle. And then, of course... It's to to cut to the to cut to the end of the situation because it's 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 done very well in in progressing the fear and danger of it all, people dying slowly and and uh, eventually the prove your faith is go stand at the center of the altar. All these flames go off, and uh, it's almost like a timer. You have to all stay there uh, and sit it out. However, people are so scared that the doors opened when they get into the altar and they start leaving one by one, saving their own skins. Makes sense to me. And then, of course, our our buddy Soong, over circumstances, is left alone. And um, this video game thing comes in front of his face. It's like quest completed. Like, or a quest line completed for activation. uh, Second summoning or something and essentially gets a second life out of it all he wakes up in the hospital uh he's 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 no longer like impaled and all beaten up he's totally fine but now this video game thing is in front of him and it says you know complete these daily quests or you know suffer the punishment so he doesn't think twice about it he's like he's the guild's all asking him questions like, hey, you know, there's a thing called second summoning. Let's test your power. Ah, he's still weak. Whatever. What a waste of time. And he and <laughs> cuts to him. He's like, I guess they couldn't see this fucking thing in front of my face. <laughs> Doesn't think anything twice over the quest. He's like, ah, I'm in the hospital. I don't want to do that. And he wait, and then it time passes and he wakes up in a desert and he has to, he has a uh, four hours to live. Um, before surviving the punishment time frame, right? Yep, yep. And that's that's basically where I stopped. And so, you know, I think it sets I think it really set up everything quite well to the character, the people in the world, the rules of the universe, and we have a goal now. We we knew his goal to begin with of getting money for his sister and mother, but now he has a second goal of getting stronger so he can get more money to support them better. And, of course, if he doesn't do this, he's punished horribly. So there's there there's kind of the uh, the outline. He has to do this no matter what anyways. So, it's yeah. pretty cool. I, mm. I love it. I, I know I, I dribbled on about the, the story a lot and how it's set up, but it, it's very much worth talking about, and I think it's worth reading. I really like the art style to it. It's it reminds me a lot of Tower of God, but not as much. It's not as much action focused as it is setting it all up. I expect the action will come later. Yeah, I mean, it is very interesting. 
because he even though when he's actually stronger he keeps being the underdog so it's it's very interesting the problem is he gets a very powerful ability and uh, yeah he still keeps being the underdog for a while with the special ability he has but then he you know he becomes like he, i don't know arrogant I don't know how to describe that it. That makes sense. You get drunk with power. Yeah, sure. it's like he honestly don't really care anymore because he's way too powerful. He cuts his hair, start looking like a <laughs> uh, Korean boy band member. <laughs> K-pop guy? Yeah, exactly like a K-pop singer. And that's where <laughs> I, I stopped it. I, I wasn't interested he anymore. He full emo Spider-Man on us. Yeah, I wasn't interested anymore. Uh, it fell quite a lot, at least in my concept. Uh, but until you, remember you get there... remember what chapter that was at? Oh, like 60, 60, 70. There's a lot to go, like 50, 60s. It's very okay. interesting. I think like he fiddled a little bit with the... With the second, uh, second awakening, and he there's items that drop, and he can equip him himself with armor that is invisible to everyone except him. Uh, oh, things like that. Cool. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It's it's very interesting. The problem is honestly, later they introduce the guilds, the most powerful guilds, and things like that. Mm-hmm. He he tricks one guild into buying because the guilds they can buy portals exclusively to portals and he and he that tricks yeah he tricks a guild to do that and then the guild start fighting for him because he's way too powerful and you want a second awakened guy in your party because they are rare and it, uh, what that means is the person had a increase in power because once you awake your powers they don't evolve if you're a C rank, you're C rank. A second awakened is a guy who was in a rank and then he stepped up to another rank. And they realize this guy has something interesting at him because he's still uh, rising in power. So they start fighting for him. Uh, there's fight for exclusivities of, of uh, portals and a lot of other things that happens. It is interesting. I guess I just stopped liking the main character. And that's a huge problem. <laughs> But until there, yeah, there's a there's many chapters to go. It's very interesting. Should check out. Yeah, highly recommend. Uh, I will be definitely continuing this one. I'll probably because uh, I'm getting back into Tower of God as well. Uh, re- continuing on with that um, after the the Hell Chain Hell Train arc. Hell Train is that the right name for it? Hell Train, right? Yeah, yeah. I think it is. Yeah. Yeah, continuing on from there, and um, I'm definitely continuing on with solo leveling. I'm very interested. Good. Uh, maybe I'll. Yeah. Once you get to the point I dropped, I can I can hear your opinion, and see if you agree with me or not on the main character. Yeah, I'll de- we'll we'll definitely have to do a quick little. Uh, maybe that can be just a manga manhwa checkout. Is uh, what what are our thoughts on like the, these uh, continuing points in solo leveling and Tower of God? Sure, Tori wouldn't mind talking about that some more, wouldn't he? Maybe. Sure. Yeah. Second sure. season of Tori God. It's very interesting as well. Yep. 
All right. I will play the next drop. Let's stick with uh, the old 60s and 70s drops. And move on to the summer 2019 anime reviews. Here we go. Twenty nineteen summer anime reviews. These are the anime that came out in summer and finished, or the uh, spring summer, spring summer, <laughs> spring uh-huh. season shows that finally finished in the summer. Tori and Hickey have three shows. I have two that dropped a few uh, during the last couple seasons. Just wasn't worth finishing. So Tori, why don't you start us off with your first show? Sure. And uh, my first show is uh, Araburu Kisetsu no Otome Domoyo, or uh, O Maidens in Your Savage Season. It was a uh, 12-episode show produced by uh, Studio Ladus, uh, based on a, a manga by, uh, oh my god, Mario Kada. <laughs> I would like to learn her name. Uh, <laughs> anyways, yeah. So, uh, honestly, this was one of those, uh, I remember... Uh, me and Hickey, we went through this season, and I remember stumbling across this show, and uh, kind of making fun of it. And uh, when we got to the uh, staff, and uh, there were quite a lot of surprises there, including Mario Kada. Uh, so and I was just like, "Well, I, I mean, I guess I guess I gotta watch it now." Uh, but let's just get through the synopsis first. The synopsis from Mal says. When they were little kids, uh, laughing and playing together, Isumi Norimoto and Kasusa Onodera were like siblings. But as their bodies matured into middle school, <laughs> into middle school, Kasusa began seeing him as, a, as something different. Unfortunately for her, so did the other girls. Ostracized, ostracized Kasusa had no choice but to uh, distance herself from him going into high school. After joining the literature club, however, she finds friends that keep her mind occupied. Known throughout, her, known throughout the school for reading aloud sex sentence, uh, sex scenes. Yeah, basically, you know, they read uh, literature with sexual references and whatnot. And uh, they do so with uh, bravado, laughing it, uh, saying it really loud. People, people can hear them. Uh... The club's uh, reputation has uh, kept all teachers from accepting the task of being their adversary, uh, their advisor. During a discussion about what they would put in their on their bucket list, one of the girls says one thing: sex. This single word sends ripples throughout <laughs> the, the five girls, as the thought of sex pre- begins taking over their daily daily lives. And after walking in on Isumi doing a very private moment, during a very private moment. You know, when he's in the middle of um, of uh, watching his favorite anime. <laughs> yes, his favorite uh, movie. That's a movie. It's his favorite movie. Um, um, questionable yeah, yeah. Uh, preferences. I mean, you know, yeah, it's I'd, okay. I would have liked something a little bit more exciting, but that's that's just me. Um, you know. Anyways, so yeah, as she walks in on him and. Uh, after that, her mind is kind of just filled with sex and confusion. So, now, <laughs> As one unlike what you Come might on. think, no, 
this is not a, a particularly lewd show. However, it is essentially a... Uh, it's a growing... Like, it's a coming-of-age tale, sort of. It's about... It's a drama about girls growing up, uh, kind of maturing, you know, going through teenage years, the angst, the... When you learn about sex, that fascination with with that whole uh, thing, your body starts maturing, changing, and it's it's a very uh, it's a very very interesting take on that uh, because normally it's something that kind of just gets glossed over as you know romantic feelings, but here it's just like, do I want to have sex with this guy? Or if you're Kasasa, everything essentially starts reminding you of sex, even just the act of a train going into a uh, tunnel. <laughs> reminds you of penetration so you know yeah, all of a sudden yeah. everything is lewd <laughs> was, uh, it's a Mario Kart show I was like I was about to say oh yeah there's a few exaggerations I was like oh no wait hold on that that was written by Mario Kart of course there's a lot of exaggeration <laughs> yeah but I feel I feel like it I like it in this show I like the exaggeration it makes sense like a lot of it a lot of it makes sense now I will say, for a while, I wasn't quite on board with the whole drama thing. Not because not because it's necessarily all that bad, but because it was more like when people were... When I looked at it, it's like, this is a drama. And I'm like, are you sure? Because I'm laughing so much during every single episode. Because this show is absolutely hilarious. So I'm, I'm still a little bit iffy on the whole drama thing. Is it really that much of a drama? There are dramatic moments, but I wouldn't really say that the tone of the whole thing is all that dramatic. I said it's generally fairly lighthearted and kind of comedic in tone. But, uh, no, I I honestly thought it was, a, uh, it was a good show. I enjoyed watching it. I enjoyed, like, just them kind of exploring the whole, you know, the girl, different girls in the literature club exploring themselves. Not not that way. Uh, bad, word, bad choice of words there. <laughs> but as they kind of, you know, start to realize that as as they see everybody else around to kind of, you know, talk about getting boyfriends and stuff like that. And, you know, they start to like, oh, I, I, I don't ever want to do that. I don't want to be a part of that. And then, you know, kind of find their own little void that they like. Or if you're one of the girls, the teacher. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> not, nothing shady going on. Okay. <laughs> well, no. I'm on. not there's... into kids! There's there's one guy in that show that is actually into kids, and and it was one of the drama moments. I yeah, I have a few reservations, especially uh, yeah, no, especially that same. that that last sentence. Um, you don't remember that, do you? You just went quiet uh, instead of laughing your ass off. So I, I guess you you don't remember. But that's I don't, okay. I'm not entirely sure what you're get, what you're getting at now. Uh, when Izumi and uh, the the guy, the the little girl, they, they are together in the train, and she's like, "Yeah, everyone is happy now. One of my friends is gay, but it's oh. okay." And they they are inside <laughs> yeah. of the train, and they go in, in into the tunnel, and you know, <laughs> and she's like, "It yeah. fitted of like, God damn it. It, it! it was a wholesome ending, and of course, it's Mario Kart. She had to ruin <laughs> the ending by the." Uh, but it is it is an interesting show, especially if you like shoujo and Jose. Every single yeah. story, you have three of all the the girls. You have three types of story that collides, uh, three styles of story. You have the new modern kind of story, which is ageless, 
It's not a shoujo, it's not a shonen, it's just a story. You have a heavily shoujo story with the senpai who changed uh, her visual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you have a very, and you also have a uh, shoujo story with main character, but you also have like a jo- more Jose-like story with uh, the teacher and the best girl, which is uh, <laughs> the writer and uh the albino girl, which <laughs> was abused apparently <laughs> when she was a kid, so yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, again, if that's one of those things, it's like uh, it's a little bit um, Mario Kart, but at the same, t- yeah, but at the same time, it's like I don't know, I I appreciate it, but uh, like that, they, that they would go there. Although I I do still think that. I don't like the whole uh, like uh, the whole pedo guy thing. It's just like I feel mm-hmm. like at the end of the day, that man should have had something coming. Yes, yes, they made a whole. He never touched them, any of the kids, as they were kids. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, still, completely. He admitted he works with kids because he like it. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, his thing was like his whole justification was like, you know, I do like kids. I'm into kids and stuff like that. But I don't, I don't want to taint their purity because that ruins their image in my mind. So yeah, I'm not a dangerous pedophile. I'm just a pedophile. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. I sure. <laughs> cool. Yeah, it reminds it reminds Keep me a lot of Lolita. Under control. All right, you got it, boss. <laughs> yeah, like it is definitely a step. Uh, forward from in a in the direction of a good writing uh, from Ayoiga, although <laughs> although by a lot, by a lot, but although it, there's some laws in this show, and that's my re- those are my reservations that go way too close to Ayoiga. I think in the manga it would be better than it was protected in the show, especially, you know, some romance stuff. But the show from I, time to time, uh, it I reminded me of my yoga. Uh, it, I no, I, 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 I understand. <laughs> it, it, it was just my impression. It's just like the, yeah. there's some stuff that got uh, some people crossed by with the wrong idea, I guess. It, it made the wrong impression in me, and when I checked out the manga a little bit, I was like, oh, okay, it makes more sense here in the manga than it made in the show. At least the impression I had was a little bit different. But it's it's a fun show. It was yes. weird for a Mario Kart yeah. show. Yes, yeah. really and honestly, weird. that's one of the things that I, I've got I've to gotta give props there, because... One of the things, I like Mario Kart stories, generally speaking, but one of the things that I've gotten very sick of, and I also understand that this is not solely by her own will, but she has kind of been forced into this role of, she writes one story very well, or people really like her stories about a girl, about a young girl growing up, you know, who has family issues, because Mario Kart can relate, because she also experienced that, and I feel like at a certain point that becomes, that at a certain point that became every story she wrote, like, it's like literally everything that she made was like, ah, our main character, she has problems with her parents, and yada yada, trying to find her own way in life, yada yada. And I'm just like, I've seen this like a million times from her now. It's the same thing again, just a different coat of paint, and maybe a little bit of a different backdrop. It's why I really didn't, like, I really didn't care for uh, Maquia, uh, for example, 
because it's just like yes it's interesting it's an interesting angle but at the at the core of the show is once again just family issues and I, family issues yeah and it's I mean... like I, I I'm so tired of that so that's why uh, Araburu I really like I really like that because it went away from that and it allowed her to explore something different and that's just like and I'm like, yeah, see, here, here we go again. Now she's back to showing that she can write a decent story. Oh, no. It doesn't always I, have to I, be about fucking I agree. I, I family think, issues. I think with or without the family issues, I think she can draw, uh, she can, you know, make a decent story. Uh, mm-hmm. Same. Still not decent enough, but I can give props to her because she tries a lot of different things. Come on. Although we, we like joking about Mayoiga, it's extremely different from what she does. Uh, well, yes, with the amount I mean, of characters, remember, the amount of main characters, the type of story, all the things. Yeah, but Mayoiga is different. Like, I know, I know, I know, I know. Mayoiga is not just... Mayoiga is not her, uh, her production alone. She was hired to to do that. I know, I day, know. Mayoiga was the director's brainchild, and that guy is a weird man who... For whatever reason, he's like he doesn't think horror should be scary. He thinks horror should be funny, and I, I don't, I don't get him. But he also made another, which I mean, I guess that well, worked better as far as far as comedic horror goes. <laughs> still, she accepted. It was a little well, bit yeah. of a challenge, uh, but the problem is, I think although she can, she can make decent stories. She has a little bit of a block. And I think those type of things like Araburu will make her go past at that block, especially like we, uh, I'm trying to say is with conflicts. She, if it's a conflict, she can't relate probably because she spent most of her time writing stories. She could relate to the conflicts. Now that she, when she tries to do something that doesn't, she doesn't relate quite much doesn't come as good uh, when it comes to the conflict. And Araburu has a bunch of useless conflict. I wouldn't... I don't know. It just, I mean, yes, it just crossed day, me. It's... Yeah, it just crossed me as... <laughs> eh? But I mean, like, at the, at the end, that's... that's and I feel like that's I mean, kind of the point, it's though, right? Because, from like, someone, you're sitting there... Mario Kado, like, Mario Kado was a neat. She, she was a hikikomori uh, from yes. a very young age. So a lot of things in Araburu she didn't experience. And so Absolutely. she doesn't relate that much. It's still good. I just, you know. Yeah, no, but I mean, here's here's my problem with that. Like, uh, I understand the whole like a lot of things feels useless, and I and I agree. It's one of those things. But like, uh, the what I like to say, like adults will always look back on and go like, that's not even a, an issue. But I feel like that's kind of the thing with a lot of. A lot of these, like, especially when you try to go into, like, the old teenage frame of mind. A lot of issues aren't issues for teenage, like, when it comes to the teenage drama. It really is nothing. It's just, when you're a teenager, for your emotions are, and your, you know, puberty is going through, and you're going through puberty, and emotions are running high. All of a sudden, everything seems like a huge issue, right? And I feel like that's, again, one of the things that I personally feel like really comes out in Arabuda. Because, like, a lot of things are, yeah, they're absolutely useless. It's not even close to being a problem minus the pedophile uh but they make it they make it a problem but they make it a they blow it up to be so much more than it actually is but of course they do they're teenagers everything every little thing that gets in their way is like the fucking end of the world 
Like, fucking, how will I ever survive past high school? I don't know. The, the, Japan doesn't really have a good track record of that, but hey. Yeah, no, no. I'm not talking. Like, I'm not talking about. I'm not. I wasn't. I wasn't talking about like those uh, confusions and problems that surface. And I, I agree, it's useless in that sense. But I was talking about that. I was talking about some plot points she used as a matter of generating conflict between characters and events in the story i don't think they were good i think they were quite useless uh it was in that sense but uh when it comes to the situations in the show that they blow out of proportion yes yes uh it's a little bit exaggerated i would say well, not yes. useless uh just exaggerating not only it's not only dramatized it's like uh, when uh they start th- uh, thinking about xx and everything oh, reminds of penetration i'm like all right look i was uh, i was a horny teenager as well and it, you know it was just it, it, it was there yeah. it, it's I... not even useless it's just exaggerated uh <laughs> yes <laughs> no but I, again that's that's what i mean right that's where the comedy aspect of it comes from because it's like i i was a horny teenager too i remember first looking looking at women when they started to develop boobs and i was like i'm interested in this i can't exactly remember <laughs> that i ever looked at a train going into tunnel and went like "Ooh, that's lewd but uh i mean pro- well i mean that's probably because you were, <laughs> i mean i can i can give you that because I wasn't thinking of getting penetrated, so maybe toil. I, like... I wonder how old I was when I finally looked at that Looney Tunes episode of the train going in the tunnel and went, hmm, hot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How old I was. Rewind that and play that again. Yeah. Mm. Was I 13 when I watched that Bugs Bunny Roadrunner episode? Uh, uh, but yeah, play no, that again on VHS. Yeah. Anyways, let's just keep going. Uh, I don't know, but it was good. I, I gave it a 7. I liked it. You should definitely watch it if you haven't. I gave it a 7. I like it. I can relate to that. What do you mean? Of course I did. I know. That's why I said I can relate to that. I think I also gave it a 7. Okay. <laughs> All right, Hickey, you're up. Yeah, so I'll talk about, uh, I guess, Dumbbell first. Because that will be very short. There's not much to talk about it. And... Although it's a show, there's not much to talk about. My animal list has like a essay of twenty lines <laughs> of synopsis. There's a, lot of so there's a lot of muscles. Basically, you have a high schooler called Hibiki, and she thinks she's fat. Uh, she's getting fat, although she only <laughs> she looks fine. But regardless, Japanese people. So she decided to join a gym with, and then, you know, at the gym, she finds one of her classmates called Akemi. What happens is Akemi is not going to the gym because she is fat or needs to work out. She's going to the gym because she has a muscle fetish. Uh, And so, you know, it's just the story of Hibiki with her friends making exercises and uh, going to the gym that's basically it but it's extremely funny <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah no definitely it's uh it is a straight of comedy it's it's based on like what it's based on a short manga uh was it a four comma yeah it's a manga it's a manga no i don't no, think no, it's a four, four comma. comma i think it's no. an actual uh 
Yeah. I only read one chapter of the manga, but it's been a while. I don't remember. Uh, it's great. <laughs> it's it's a, it's great because for a comedy show about girls making exercises, one thing that was really recurrent was pe- were people watching it and going out to make exercises. I started exercising again because of this show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What like I mean, the comedy is great, no, but one of the things that's really I like I like the addition because what they do is kind of they have these like you know they have like the exercise of the, the macho kind of, like, class right? the ma- yeah and then uh, it's like he, you know let's macho talk about macho you. which is like <laughs> macho. this this shonen japanese guy that i can that sometimes explode his uh clothing yeah. and he's just a bodybuilder <laughs> <laughs> yeah no but he teaches you like kind of the basics like how to perform stuff like what to watch out for how to do it how not to do it Yada yada, and then you know they show it, and then end it with a fan service shot because, mm, of course, they do. So good. Anyways, like that's kind of, and at the same time, you have the like at, at the end, they and after the ending, they have like that little like training session at the end as well. And it was just like I like it because I know like I know Japan has like a weight problem <laughs> currently, like a lifestyle uh, problem, and um, you wouldn't think so, but uh, people are either extremely underweight or overweight, but. That's besides the point. So I kind of, I, I do think it's kind of an interesting way. Just like get, get these weebs exercising, right? And it worked. <laughs> this, I is, know. this is a pro. It actually worked a lot. <laughs> Not only because the the exercising bits are funny and very sexy from time to time uh, helps you. Like I said, if you go back a few casts and see what I talked about, the show is like it, it. It the manga just awakens a lot of fetishes. <laughs> Especially with uh, when it comes to nevels and armpits, but regardless, uh, not only it's fun, it's interesting. It reminds you of the eighties with all those uh, exercising tapes. <laughs> oh boy, do they play into that? <laughs> oh, a lot, like uh, so much, and it, and it's great. It's really, really good. There's there there's even half of episodes dedicated of watching 80s exercising tapes it is yeah. really really fun and one thing that it that uh contributes to it being extremely fun are the characters and the voice actresses they did a very good job interpreting the characters and the characters are very well written to complement it themselves uh, not only when it comes to the exercises, because some characters are good at some types of exercises than the others. So, you know, it shows you better how to do the exercise and, and how it affects your body, but also to make you interested in this show. To make you watch woman exercising and be excited and laugh with it. <laughs> Uh, especially yeah. like macho uh, <laughs> bits are just confusing yet interesting Hibiki, Akemi, then you have the, the Russian girl Gina Ayaka which is the boxer and then even the teacher the droppy eyes teacher who is into cosplay and that's why she wants to have a perfect body to cosplay uh, better uh, which is uh, Tachibana sensei it's very interesting. Then later you even have a an Arden, Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, uh, clone, which which was great. And you know, it's a very very fun show. Probably the best comedy out of last season. 
and he gets yeah. you pumped to go out and exercise. So it's a win-win. Yeah. yeah. Also, like, I just, because, like, we talked about, obviously, the 80s references to, like, 80s workout. But I like, there's a lot of, like, 80s references in general, just, like, 80s action movies. Oh, like, yeah. Like, 80s. Probably like, 80s, just because of was Naga, is the... Yeah. Is a huge no, thing like because whole... he was a bodybuilder in the, the 70s and 80s and then became an... yeah. <laughs> They even no, say, like, oh, yeah, you are that guy because, you know, there's censorship nope. in, in anime. <laughs> they, they need, sometimes they want to talk about a, a movie and they use, like, they reference the movie but not talk about it because of, you know, copyright. And the the sense is like oh they they talk about all those movies and you can see like it's like the commando which is a which is it's a very bad Arnold Schwarzenegger movie from the eighties. Uh, they yep. talk about like all those th- movies and uh, Tachibana Sensei is like oh I know you I remember you you're that guy that is a robot and go back in time just save a boy and say I'll be back and he's like oh no no that's the other guy. <laughs> it's- yeah. <laughs> I love that. It's like, what? No, that's not me. You have the wrong guy. <laughs> yeah, he was I like, oh, that. no, no. But it's that's that's it's not just, it's not even just that. Like, it's not obviously to the Western movies, but it's the same thing. Like, in an episode, Machio cosplays as Kenshiro from uh, Fist of the North Star. Yeah. Which I thought was hilarious. Yeah. But who is he actually? Well, he's Muscle Man, and he does muscle, <laughs> muscle things. Oh, can you do the Kenshiro pose? And it's like, the Kenshiro pose? The one where it's like, you're already dead? Nope. Lifts weights. It's like, what? I don't even understand. This doesn't even make sense. What the? <laughs> yeah, like even the idol context, context <laughs> where they go and instead of like dancing and singing, they just lift weights. It's like yes. it's great. Like the the iron arm uh, competition <laughs> where Hibiki just explodes her, her uh, clothing as well. <laughs> <laughs> there's so many things there are Jojo references there is everything it's very interesting very fun to watch it's yep. definitely a must watch from last season <laughs> yeah let's see I gave it an 8 very good <laughs> should I have given it a 9 <laughs> uh. alright go JD my turn to bring, speak. Yeah, bring... <laughs> no, actually, let's get Bring, bring, oh, the, bring the mood down because of your shows. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, I was looking at the shows I've been watching just from 2019 in general. Not a lot of big hits for me this year. You know, Mob Psycho, Dororororo, and it's, it's rough after that. So, Demon Slayer... We've gone on a, a few rants on this show before, previously, already. So, instead of going along those lines again, where Tori and I both said the show starts off pretty hard, not very intriguing, really hits home too much on, you know, Oh, my family! I'm so nice! Oh, sister! Uh, introducing... Well, never say that again. Yeah, well... <laughs> That's what the show does. <laughs> that doesn't mean you should do it. Well, yeah. Right. Mm. Hey, it's a good job. Not a per. <clears throat> not a pro. Not a pervert. Sorry. I'm a pro wrestler. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh, we slowly get introduced to the little cast. There's, all right. Big positive. I like the fight scenes. I like the battles. Yes. Well, you're for table. 
Uh, right? UFO table fucking doing amazing work. Yeah. UFO they're, they're table, do, they're UFO doing, table doing UFO table right. things. It's just yeah. like, yeah, but it's not even just like UFO table doing UFO table things. It's like the fucking, the attention to detail they went into the scenes. Like even the slightest things, like even the fucking like water oh, effects. Yeah. The, and, like, the music, the scores. The background, the background sounds like just the fucking like the ambient sounds that you get when they fight as well. Like the, the whole breathing thing, the whole like how everything just kind of tones down and the black, the like uh, the screen will kind of black out a little bit. And just like there's so much God in it and obviously just straight into Sakuga fagging. Uh, just oh, mm. I can sit so, there and watch those yeah. uh, <laughs> gifts over and over again. Yeah. Ufo, Ufo table. You know, big thumbs up to what they what they were doing with this piece of shit show. Wow. <laughs> because wow. this is a great example wow. of wow. a fantastic studio not being uh, able to, in my opinion, of course, save bad writing, bad characters, and a very slow plot. All right? When I, I did watch the entire season, and... Besides me getting really into the fight scenes and the battles, I slowly started not liking really anything about this show. Uh, when it was all said and done, uh, you can I, Hickey, you kind of confirmed what I was thinking, where this was heading, where where the, our main character is supposed to get stronger, but there's still the what what are they called the Hashigari, Hashi Hashira Hashira Hashira. The Hashira are going to be the main focus, because they're the strongest, and they're going to go up against the the top demons, the 12 moons, the 10 moons, what, however many moons there are. So, <clears throat> those Hashira are heavy trope characters. Heavy, heavy tropes. Too much so for me to even handle, and this is coming from a One Piece fan, where... The whole show is based off of trope characters. The difference is, in One Piece, I feel like there's character development, backstories. <laughs> I didn't get any of that at all through these 20-plus episodes of Demon Slayer. All I got was what I already knew from the start. The sister turned into a demon, doesn't eat humans, and she's the sister. There was a cool scene where she got a blood, uh, a blood demon power, but that was just part of the, the action. And our main character stayed exactly the same. And the surrounding cast are annoying trope characters with no redeeming qualities. Period. So, I lost total interest in it. And I'm very disappointed in what Demon Slayer became. And just not into it. I won't be continuing the show. I gave it a 6 out of 10. And that's only because of how great it looked. How great it sounded. Uh, everything UFO Table did got it a six. The story, the characters, nothing. Did nothing for me. You see, I disagree with you, but I don't care enough to actually rant here. Uh, well, I think it's just, it, I think it's it's just my opinion as, yeah, yeah. as the I think as the, it's unfortunate. One, because you're not continuing it. I think up to the Hashira introduction, it is no a little bit before the, the spider fight. Up to the spider fight, it looks very in, like an introduction to everything. And it's way too long. I agree with you. Uh, yes. 
when we get to them recovering in one of the Hashira, uh, uh, butterfly houses, mansion. Yeah, the the butterfly mansion. It gets more interesting, and it's mm. when it uh, our main guy start picking in power with the new technique he's developing. The breathing technique. The, yeah, it, it's not even it's not even a new technique. It's yeah, just, I mean, uh, he yeah. kind of like he kind of using you know the breathing technique that he has been using is like well the Hashira they they do that all the time for twenty four seven they never which stop. Begs, which begs further the question: If everyone already knows this development of power, why didn't his teacher say anything along those lines? It's why, why didn't the other students know this? This gradual. seems like a major training. I think Flaw. it's if I think it's gradual. Uh, they they say that the problem is like they they didn't explain it because they didn't no. get to that part yet. But there's a training arc as well. Uh, after that, yeah, yeah, but like it's a it's a general training uh, arc where everyone goes to a training. Every single demon slayer goes to the training. So at that training, they kind of explain that to to everyone, right? The newer ones, but up so but to to get there, you need ranking up. After the next arc, they explain they have, they've been ranking up. They just don't tell you. Uh, so yeah, at, that's the kind of writing I'm just not a fan of in the show. Yeah, at yeah, all. yeah. It's yeah, just I understand. So all it's, over the place. It's very inconsistent. It's a big problem because, like really you said, oh, the, all those uh, characters—they look like tropes. Uh, they have each one has a arc where they are the main character. They explain how they get to the Hashira position. The problem is, and I don't agree with that. The first one where they explained major things of this show, like the fire attack that uh, Tanjiro can do, where the where the, the his power comes from? Why the the scar on his head is changing uh, throughout all the twenty four episodes? You probably didn't notice that, but it changed. No, didn't notice it at all. Yeah, I was it, pointed it, it out, so I did notice it eventually. <laughs> yeah, uh, why why it's changing? They will explain all of that through a movie. <laughs> Oh. And I don't, and I don't agree with that because not a lot of people will be able to see that movie outside Japan. Well, will they explain it? Although I know they're gonna do the whole train thing, but it's the entire they explain, thing. They explain that. They explain a lot of things because he goes to the to the flame Hashira, like the flame breathing technique, and for some reason they are very hostile against. The, the flaming technique he uses. And there's a whole background story to that. It is explained by the end. Like, almost the end. Uh, the, the flame Hashira gives him a tip. And he pursues the tip uh, of, of why he's able to do that technique. Uh, but the problem is they will explain all of that in a movie. So... I think I think what could have been improved to get me to want to continue watching this. I get that the goal is to eventually beat Big Bad Vampire Guy, right? Yeah. But the goals to get there are so uninteresting to me, and they're not clear enough. Like why? 
why should I care about these side goals? Like, he's just going to get... To me, it's it's very simple. Get stronger. Get strong enough to beat big big vampire guy. And we go home. Right? The oh. other goal is, of course, to change his sister back. But as far as we know, it's, it's either going to be a simple, like, serum administration or you just kill the vampire guy and then it's like the curse is lifted kind of thing. Well, the what they've what they've kind of been hinting at so far seems to, you know, because the uh uh the demon that they saved, the fucking I don't remember her name now. Uh the anyways, the, the one doctor. who was uh, gonna yeah, the doctor who was gonna like uh, yeah. save her. You know, she yeah. wants the blood from all the uh the twelve moons. And uh I I'm gonna I'm gonna go and assume that the entire idea behind Nesuko's kind of being turned back yeah, I assume that's gonna be that's gonna be relevant to that. Uh but I guess we'll have to wait and see. But I don't know, like I I don't entirely agree with you. I, I do agree with part. I do think that there are things that they could do to improve the characters, and I do feel like a lot of the times they kind of just leave the characters for later, which isn't ideal. I get it, it's a shonen it's a shonen manga, it's in Shonen Jump, and it has to be interesting to teenagers sure. all the time, so therefore, let's push that out, let's make sure that people are interested first by showing them cool battles, and, but, yeah, I, I mean, don't as, deny far as, any con- of this. as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> like, I think Demon Slayer has a lot of good going for it, I still like a lot of, I still really like, like I said, I like the idea of not, not telling everything, I do like the idea of, like, Allowing the viewer to figure stuff out for yourself, like the whole thing with the demons, uh, uh, with the demons that you know. At this point, we can pretty much assume that they are former humans being turned human, being turned demons because we've also been shown that. Um, but uh, like, and I—that's the sort of stuff that I like. Could again, yes, I agree that they could improve the characters, but as far as the whole story goes, I'm still on board with it. I I still enjoy it. Yeah, I think I this mean, is one, thing, one of the better shows I've seen in a while. Yeah, one thing I also disagree with JD is the thing of ranking up. Uh, when we see all the shonen, they have a reason to cut all the secondary things and focus on getting stronger and going through uh, everything, training, 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 and uh, better, uh, more powerful <laughs> enemies so they get to the big bad guy. Usually because they are the main character, a true main character. There's nothing against him and his goal unless uh, outside his own strength. In Demon Slayer, however, he's inside of a corporation. He cannot do that. It's the same thing as A and the Shobotai, although in the Shobotai, they still have the reason to why they can go and you know, uh, suppress a lot of secondary things to get to the goal. In A and the Shobotai is, oh, we we are built to investigate the other guys, but it cannot ignore the secondary things. Uh, the same thing goes to Demon Slayer, where he's not the the main character, right? In per se, he's not a true main character. He's just a soldier. He starts as just a soldier. Oh no, but my sister is turned into a demon. So what? The big, the big, big bad guy doesn't give a shit about you. Doesn't give a shit about your sister. The corporation you work on doesn't give a shit about you. Doesn't give a shit about your sister. They just need you to go and kill demons. That's your job. If you want to investigate, if you want power, if you want resources, then become 
a not even become more powerful, just acquire higher ranking. I get, I get that. I get, I totally. So get they cannot cut off their things. But what? Fire but I understand Force... you. I don't. I yeah. honestly don't don't have any reason to fight you. But I, I completely yeah, understand you your point. You, no, no one has to agree with anything I'm saying. It's just this 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 Demon Slayer show suffers from a lot of things that really irritate me in anime. Uh, whether it's the procrastination of a lot of plots. Not leaving the breadcrumbs, seemingly resetting arcs. I've been on record before that that irritates me more than anything. Watching a shonen, Black Clover did it time and time again. Why I dropped the show? It's why. It's why. Uh, it's what Bleach suffered from after the Eisen arc. Yu Hakusho essentially did did it to an extent after the Togoro arc, right? The um, the Dark Tournament. So th- this is not a new thing that irks me, right? Demon Slayer just seemingly did it every time because it's that whole I'm part of the organization thing. I'm part of this government uh, group where he just goes to a, goes to job to job and from the circumstances of coincidence and it always is the supposed breadcrumb is laid. But it's not a breadcrumb. He's just He just comes in contact with the next demon uh, and he turned. It, it, it's kind of like, like what Baki happened to an extent, where he was always seemingly too weak, and when he gets stronger, he's still too weak. There's, I, I got no sense of accomplishment, and the only sense of, of of accomplishment that did occur was when he was at the Butterfly Mansion training in something that he probably should have been taught before he even got there, or or at least been told about. Like, hey, you're still a beginner. In your next level of training, you're going to do this, which I see in something like One Piece or Naruto, where they, where they, there's always those, uh, the it, the rank up, as Hickey mentioned too. What Fire Force in the same setting does well is the plot is intertwined, the story is intertwined with this whole government organization, and it, and the investigation is a key part to it, and why. You're going to different areas. It's why you're meeting these other people. These people are stronger. You're a rookie. You know, the, uh, yeah, and he's still yeah. the main focus. I never... Yeah, yeah. I, what, it's, I, what Fire Force kind of fail at? What Fire no, Force, Fire Force Fire has Force? a lot of other things it fails at, yes. Uh, Fire Force does not, does not by no means trust that you either care or are able cap- even capable of keeping up with what's going on. Because they will take any excuse to pull you out of what's happening. To, whether well, yeah. it's for a joke or for some sort of answers. And at this point, I'm getting kind of annoyed by it. Because, I like, obviously, don't get me wrong. Soul Leader was the same way. There's a lot of, like, weird cuts to uh, inappropriate joke and whatnot. But I, it's kind of the charm, and I liked it. But I feel like in Fire Force, it's so much more. It's like that, but turned up to 11. And I've been multiple times. I about to say I, the same I thing. don't even care anymore because it's like I'm sitting there, like, just... Just like, well, it doesn't matter what you're going to say because whatever you're going to talk about, whatever you're going to have figured out, because like in two more minutes, you're going to break this up with some sort of joke and then cutscene. Yeah. No, (laughs) Fire Force, I mean, just just a side tangent on on Fire Force, because I see a lot of correlation with the the story, just the the way the story's told 
and I think Fire Force has a positive. Now the the cut fan service dialed up to eleven. Yeah, I agree, Tori. It's it's very it throws you it throws you out of the whole continuation of the story. Let's put it that way. De- Demon Slayer suffers from too much negative in my eyes, where I can't look at the positive and say, "Man, I want to continue watching the show." I don't care about the, yeah. the Hash- Hashira. Hashira. I don't yeah, care about them. The I want problem. to know about the goal and the and the continuation to that goal with whom supposed who is supposed to be our main character, but instead we have Zenitsu constantly screaming in our in our face the whole time. And as Tori, you, your problem with Fire Force, my problem to to an extent as well, is when that keeps happening, it takes me out of it. I guess so. Yeah. I think I think when it comes I don't want to keep going on your, about your it. Your biggest problem are the characters. Uh, the problem you you faced can be explained through the characters, because Boar Guy doesn't care, Zenitsu doesn't want to fight, and Tanjiro is way too passive to think about better ways to the, become the stronger. The characters are a huge issue. Yeah. So, like, when you say, oh, why he doesn't know this technique? Well, probably because he never asked. <laughs> Literally. He's way, he too, he's way too passive of a main character of, or a shonen character at all. So, he, he just goes with the wind. And when That's he goes a good point with because... Yeah, yeah, when he goes well, with the he, wind, he, he people need to tell you everything. So, he yeah. didn't know because he never asked. Or he never tried to get stronger through training. <laughs> He's just like, all right, I'm just going to, you know, oh, I need to get stronger. I'll do the same thing over and over and over again. And he doesn't have that frustration of shonen characters of, I failed. Yeah, why am I not getting better? I fail. He just kind of wakes oh, up just... in the hospital and he's like, ah, oh, thanks for taking care of me. I mean, yeah. Danny, you, mm. wa- you watched uh, Attack Number 1. I can't tell you what to do. You need to figure it out on your own. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, look. <laughs> But even even at Co- that coaching, time, coaching in sports anime is one of the most frustrating things. <laughs> like even I, even I even I in attack number one, we we will get so there. But bad. even in attack number one, they asked. <laughs> they did ask. Like, okay, how can we get stronger? I never got that in in Demon Slayer. Anyways, sure. let's let's move let's move on. We got fucking one, two, three, four, five more shows to talk about, and we're how how far in? No man, Hour we need to talk about Demon Slayer more. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm done with Demon Slayer. Uh, I know a lot of people love the show. Uh, hey, it's just not for me. It does a lot of things I don't like. So, let's leave it at that. <laughs> okay. Who's next? Tori, you're next. I am next. Uh, yeah. Is so this a titty the show. Next show. Is this about titties. I wish it was. No. Um, <laughs> I mean. It kind of is, but no. Uh, it's about revenge. Fucking yeah, yeah, it's about revenge porn. You know, while you guys, while you guys go on and talk about, I don't know next, that's uh, not about shows, the revenge. More, I'm gonna make myself more coffee, so I'm just gonna step away for a little bit. That is oh, just okay. that is just revenge porn. It's not the the revenge uh, fucking. That's Ari another one. Furetta? Ari Furetta. That, okay. that is the show. It's a twelve. No, it's a thirteen episode show actually, produced by um, uh, Astrid. And White Fox. Based Wh- on a light dude, why White Fox is that? I don't know, man. Anyways, the synopsis from Al says The ordinary life of a 17-year-old otaku, Hajime Nagumo, is disrupted when he and his last mates are summoned to a fantasy world and tasked with saving mankind. While 
While his classmates are gifted with impressive uh, abilities, useful in combat, Hajime is belittled for only getting an inferior transmutation skill that lacks any real offensive power. Uh, I, I do not remember him being belittled at all. I remember there was one guy who really doesn't like him. But other than that... I mean, he, he got really betrayed. He got betrayed, yeah. But he, nobody he got, came yeah. to him like, ah, you're weak. It's like, it was that one guy that everybody else was like, don't listen to him. He's just an asshole. <laughs> uh, but anyways. So, yeah, during an expedition in the great uh, Orcus Labyrinth, Hajime is betrayed by one of his classmates, plummeting him to the bottom of an abyss. Though he and though he survives the fall, Hajime is faced with uh, menacing monsters and misfortune that send him spiraling into a giant uh, into a grim nightmare. Uh, desperate to live and return home, one day he resol he resolves to fight for his survival, only to meet an imprisoned vampire. Uh, he names Yue who is also asking to ex uh, escape the labyrinth. Taking an interest in him, you and a few others along the way successfully accompany Hajime on his, uh, on his journey to find a way back home, while steadily transforming from commonplace to the world's strongest. So yeah, basically, this is about a guy who gets summoned to a world, and he is really weak, but for some reason he joins them in the dungeon to fight, because... Why wouldn't he? Uh, and yeah, one of the guys, the probably least, <laughs> or sorry, the most obvious betrayal of who betrayed him ever. Uh, but anyways, so it's just he gets betrayed when they get attacked by a giant monster that they can't defeat. And uh, he gets sent uh, plummeted into the uh, uh, into the abyss. Nobody, uh, nobody saw it. Nobody knows. They just saw him fall. So now he is struggling to survive, he ends up losing his arm, and he ends up almost giving up, but then he decides to fight back, and then he becomes badass, and starts fighting back against monsters, and kills them, Start and to survive, he needs to eat their meat, yep. yeah. he needs to eat the monster's meat in order to survive, which tastes like shit, but apparently doing so turns him into some sort of half-demon. Uh, yeah, it's because of his ability. Yeah, right, the trash music. He, yeah. yeah, he can I mean, assimilate. That makes, that makes sense. The, yeah. No, but <laughs> it yeah, was well, kind of I, fucking I weird. Didn't, I didn't see the, the anime, but I've read the manga. So I, I think one of my friends said, no, well, read this manga. It's great. It's so bad. It's horrible. I'm like, you were contradicting yourself. You just said it was good. And now you're saying it's horrible. It's like, yes. It is extremely horrible. And then he starts fucking some girls, and then he fucks a vampire girl and a bunny girl, and then it, it's still horrible, but it's fun. I was like, okay, good enough. I'm gonna read a hundred chapters of this manga. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean that's that is essentially what what this comes down to. I know a, a lot of people don't dislike this show, but a lot of people like the show at the same time, like in the sense that this is one of those shows that for a lot of people it's a it's just. It's so, it's an example of so bad it's good, right? There's so much shit, there's so much edge, there's so much power fantasy garbage that it's just like it becomes so full of itself that just it becomes enjoyable in a way. Yeah, and it's a harem where the guy actually fucks the girls. That well, is extremely yeah, well, rare. <laughs> and he picks one girl, and then everybody else is like, oh, "I no. want to be a part of your hair." Har no, he picks one girl, and then it's like yeah, everybody's like, "I no, want to be a part fucks, of your." He fucks bunny girl as well. 
no, I know, I know, I know, but he's like, I'm, I'm gonna marry you. Uh, and then, yeah, it's, then well, it's like, but well, then, no, then it's she's, like, she's the, she's just the main bitch of the harem. <laughs> well, not, not at first, but to be honest, he, at least in the anime, Hachime wouldn't have added anyone to this goddamn harem if it wasn't for you. Uh, because at the end of the day, she's always, always like, ah, why don't you just put, bring him along? It's like, sure. Okay, fine, I guess. Minus the whole dragon woman who's like, who just decides to join on her own. It's like, ah, what are you going to do? Send me away. Fuck it, I'm a pervert. I like neglect play. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's complete bullshit. It's really bad. Like, really bad. It has some enjoyable moments, not because it's good, but because it's just so bad. Just bad. <laughs> However, that being said, the biggest thorn in my eye when I'm watching the show is the CG. Because boy, does this show have bad she bad bad CG, bad CG. It is just appallingly bad. Like I'm not even talking about you know you know the horror fucking like cra- CG crowds like oh they look so janky and stiff and lifeless and horrible and yeah try the monster CG in this show. It not only looks horribly bad like just as a full scale model. A lot of the fucking enemies that they throw at us in this in this show aren't even finished fucking CG models. They're unfinished, unrendered models that just looks like they're, they're not even Berserk. they're not even the same fucking resolution like as, as the show. It looks worse than Berserk. Like I don't mean the movement. The movement in Berserk is ter- terrible. But I'm talking about just like the general like look of the monsters when you look at them. It's like one of the fucking monsters is so fucking grainy in that show. It's like the show fucking is reduced to 140p whenever it fucking appears on screen. It's horrible. It's just I I I can't. And this show got a second season. This show, people like this enough that it's worth getting another season. I don't. I we're talking about the problems in the anime industry and how animators are underpaid and fucking have to work god awful hours just to finish. And then at the same time, this is considered good enough so that they should make more. <laughs> Look, man. Yeah, of course. Let's let's reward the people who are like Look. literally saying like like who are literally like being like you have a week to finish this show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we all know that the Japanese in the. Uh, cultural in, uh, industries intellectually failed so hmm, I guess the show just for the first the first part is cool when he's inside of the dungeon eating monsters I think it, sure. it was very clever yeah I mean, but I, I don't I, know I like how many episodes tactics. is that <laughs> yeah well I mean yeah the survival part is awesome but once he survived it's just a normal isekai harem ish where he yeah. actually fucks someone yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't know I, I just kind of lost interest when he when his hair turned white and I'm like okay I see where we're going with this I understand now <laughs> <laughs> it's like yep, yeah. that's uh, and here's here comes the edge, and then it's like fucking. What's my what's my? Can I use my transmutation for? I can make weapons. Oh, cool! What kind of weapons? Guns. Guns. Uh, <laughs> guns. It's such an inefficient weapon. Why do you make something that needs ammunition? Fuck off. <laughs> okay. Uh, yes, it's overpowered, but it's like fucking. Why would you make something that has to be reloaded? What are you retarded? 
<laughs> uh, yeah, no, uh, don't don't worry about it. It's uh, the Japanese cultural industry is intellectually bankrupt, and shows like Arifurita are good enough to get a second season. They're good enough to not be cancelled as a manga. Uh, we know that from the two thousands. <laughs> Uh, it's just getting worse, unfortunately. At least you can have fun with this one. At uh, least this season is better. <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. Uh, we just, you know... So far. What yeah. you that show, Tori? Uh, <clears throat> I gave Nardi Furetta a three out of oh. ten. You said oh it was so and good. I hated De- and I didn't like Demon Slayer. I still gave it a six. You hated yeah, that no. show. This, this well, show it's good. because I, of there, it's because Tori's weird score thing where it's so bad it's good. That's why I said he did it a four. But I I don't even think the show is that good. But it, yes, it is. It is one of those things. It is enjoyable, but it, there's no denying it's a bad show. Like you can sit there, and you can have a, you can have fun. You can look at the shit and like look at the horrible teacher and just be like, ah, that's funny. But you're not gonna you're not gonna come Tori for it and be like, you know what? That was a good episode. That was a well-written episode. That <laughs> made sense in any way. <laughs> it, yeah, it's the type of show you watch out of obligation. Yes. It's that one you left in a corner and there's nothing to watch. And from the four hours, uh, daily four hours you, you get for anime, at least for me, it's like, all right, I've spent 30 minutes watching one episode. I, I still have three and a half hours and then like... Uh, before sleep is like, all right, fine, I'll watch it. Because if I don't watch it next week, I'll have two episodes of this shit to watch. <laughs> uh, uh, it's a fu- it's the sort of trash fire that you just have to watch because you're like, I want to see this burn. But yeah, no, don't, don't watch this show. I've, it's yeah. not worth it. Not that you, not that you know that it's bad. Not that yeah. that was kind usually of like a huge shock. But now that you're aware, don't watch it. Save yourself the trouble. Wait for something else. Wait for some other horrible show. Watch some good. Watch uh, watch freezing instead. That's at least fun. That's at least true. Good in, in in its own way. Uh, <laughs> that is I wonder true. What the show's mal score is currently? Six point four eight. It's way too high. So not as oh, bad wow. as it could be. Yeah. It is the fifth most watched show from last season. It is. Yeah, yeah, because Jesus people Christ. like edgy things. Like this show is the, the manga is is fairly popular because yes, people is. like edgy things, and the same way the anime industry is intellectually bankrupt, the fans are also intellectual back, uh, bankrupt. I'm sorry if you're listening to this uh, podcast about anime and <laughs> made by anime fans and got <laughs> insulted by it, but I'm including I'm including myself in it. Uh, I've, We're I've, all just a bunch of idiots. Yeah, I've come back to reading like, classical literature. I'm reading a yeah. I'm I'm reading a bunch of books because my mind. I I realized that my mind was going numb. Uh, so now I'm know. just picturing Hickey sitting there with a fucking some classic literature. And you his, still know how hand. scale works. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I came there with classic to... literature in one hand and he's got a fucking like etchy manga in his other hand. Like, mm-hmm, the best of both worlds. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm reading a catcher in the rye right now. And that's great. It's been great. Uh, I finished. Like I, I, on his PC. Yeah. Because like, honestly, 
if you if you nowadays if you watch a lot of trash anime honestly it will make it will be bad for you intellectually it is mm. that bad mm. it is that I bad i think that's an over exaggeration but okay no, exactly. it is not right it is if not you watch dumb shit you become dumb shit <laughs> yeah it don't is be ridiculous not. people are already stupid even before that <laughs> hickey what's your next show uh my ne- talked about that shit that will numb your <laughs> your brains uh, uh my next show is copcraft I thought I should talk a little bit about it because it is a show made by Milpins. Milpins? Uh, and that studio is an interesting studio because they were responsible. But <laughs> sorry. Uh I I can't I can't say it with a straight face, so I just left. Uh Berserk 2016 and Berserk 2017. Yeah, yeah. Good talk. It was, nice show. <laughs> it was it was better than expected. Uh, this show it and minimalist is just going in with a synopsis, essay <laughs> type of synopsis. But uh, basically, fifteen years ago, a gate opened in the Pacific <laughs> again uh, with you know going to another world and. Basically, a bunch of inhabitants of that another uh, other world immigrated to Earth and came to the city in the middle of the Pacific that uh, came to be known as San Teresa. And the, we follow a buddy, like a, a two cops, one being from Earth called Matobake and another one being from the other world. She's a knight of the other world called Chirana. As they solve mysteries and crimes involving uh, various activities with magic and artifacts. You know what? It was better than expected. <laughs> but I wasn't expecting anything. Uh, my my bar was lower than JD's job bar when it comes to evaluating <laughs> performance. <laughs> That is, low, that is a low bar, then. <laughs> it, it was extremely... Come on, man. They did Berserk 2016 and 2017. If I had a higher bar, I, I would be just a douchebag with, <laughs> with this story. I'm pretty sure he's making that up. That never existed. Yeah, I, I don't remember it. Look, you can deny it. You can I deny can't. it. I, I, will, I will deny <laughs> that Millipens exists. Or, Millipens has not done anything other than TQ. That's the only thing. I'm that's pretty the, sure they only only have done TQ. I think yeah. that's fact. Yeah. yeah. This show had a lot of production problems, but that was expected. No. <laughs> the CG the CG was Buzzard 2016 CG, especially the characters. The good thing is... I think you misspoke. TQ 2011, right? Let, can, can we CG. just... Whoa, whoa, right. Tori, Tori. Uh, <laughs> the... Alright. Let's see if we can do that without jokes about that show not existing. The CG was the level of very angry guy who got raped as a kid 2016... Especially uh, the characters. It's quite the what, metaphor? <laughs> but 
Clockwork. They knew that, so they didn't use enough of it, which is good. The problem is, they also had a lot of problems with animation and getting the characters <laughs> to stay in model. Uh, they tried to do a stretch and pull, uh, stretch and pull technique in the fights, but not succeeded. Probably, probably because the the animators didn't have the finesse or the technique to do so, which is sad. Uh, but by the end of the day, it was fun. Honestly, I wasn't expecting much, and I had my share of fun, especially in a season where nothing was honestly that good. So yeah, summer was a very disappointing season. Yeah, so this this show I was very very it, it was very very fun, very very interesting. The the story is interesting. Some of the things are interesting to happen. Unfortunately, uh, we if we go back some podcasts, especially when we started and said, oh you know all the shows if you don't like you shouldn't judge old shows by it looks you shouldn't uh, you know. Uh, uh, judge a show by animation and looks because they can be very good but this show sometimes the animation and just straight up illustration is still illustrations are so off-putting that it can damage the interesting story they're trying to you know uh tell you especially because the animation even the fights lack a lot of punch like a lot of impact. The things happen and it looks like a drawing and a paper, not in a 3D environment with bullets impacting and uh, sounds like and things like that. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> not really good and can damage the amount of fun you're doing. But as a alternate mystery detective kind of show with those kind of magic elements which we don't see that much uh just can remember wizard barristers that is not a good show as well <laughs> it was fun it was fun uh i think i gave it a five or a six but you know i i still have my fair share of fun and uh do that uh, make the reputation of the studio go up after very angry man that got raped as a child 2016-2017 show? No, not really, but I'll probably watch it next anyway, they do as well. Uh, because they, they are definitely in the right track to <laughs> recovering <laughs> the reputation they never had. <laughs> Alrighty, it's time to uh, review... Loosely, um, my second and last show <laughs> of the season. I meant to finish Fruit Baskets, but I, I don't know. I just didn't feel compelled I finished to... it. Oh. Just did? flexing on you. Yeah, I finished. I mean, oh, I it, did too. it's Shoujo. It, it was Shoujo. Basket season two when yeah, that comes out too. I guess I just wasn't into it's very shoujo. Uh, a very Shoujo, shoujo mood. So, nothing against the show. But anyways, Don Machi mm. season two. Something that I, on paper, I shouldn't like. Uh, Donmachi Season 1 was just something I had a lot of fun watching as an anime fan. Uh, the main character is a naive doof, to say the least. Uh, but he's a lovable naive doof. They even call him, uh, what, Usagi-san? Usagi-san, yeah. Because he looks Usagi-san. like a, a 
Oh, <laughs> look! It looks a like a bunny. Rabbit. Yeah, yeah. He's got the he's got the white hair. He's got the red eyes. Kind of situation. Anyways, he's a small uh, and naive, and a lot of yeah. Bonnie's sons like to try to rape him <laughs> randomly but in the streets. Just like bunnies. So <laughs> just like bunnies. Come on. <laughs> oh no! So season, all, season, <laughs> season one is you're in a you're in a world where everyone wants to be like a dungeon explorer. And just just like how we went into solo leveling, uh, you start at a low level and you slowly rank up. Uh, the rankings a bit, not totally. I mean, you're level one or three, I suppose, in this one. But anyways, oh, uh, they're like level fives in second season. Oh, yeah. it's six just well. Yeah, they tell they tell us a couple more. Yeah, but anyways, everyone's uh, everyone's part of a guild, but the guild is headed up by a god. Now, whether this god is from like Roman mythology, Greek mythology, Japanese uh, sure mythology, yeah, whatever it might be. There are some Nordic mythology as well because you yeah, got Loki, yeah. Loki, Japanese. There, there's all, there's all. It's, it's it's gods. They just essentially just said all gods, placed them there up there. They they all exist. They're yeah, all they're all, they're all up there. They got. I guess they got bored in heaven. They came down. There's no they... Jesus. Good. That would be interesting. That man. just proves that he isn't real. Oh, oh! <laughs> People get upset when you call it Christian mythology. Did you know this? Right. <laughs> right. People also don't like it when I call it the cult. <laughs> well, I think. <laughs> so, um, first season was basically the ascension of our our little uh, main character, Bell, kind of coming into his own and getting strong uh, to some extent, and it, it ends on a on a on a high point. And season two kind of starts off at a, at a at a fast pace with uh, people are now becoming they know who he is, and uh, a couple of the gods have this uh, strange obsession with him. Hmm. Yeah. Yes. The, the, the <laughs> random trying to rape a little guy wow. <laughs> into submission, no matter well, if the god like... is man or woman, apparently. As we oh, learned. right, right. That is that is true. There's a lot of a lot of the gods want to... Uh, well, I mean, if we know our Greek and Roman mythology, <laughs> how yeah, that happens. Makes sense. They, uh, it does make sense to a strange extent. But anyways... There's a war game situation, and it's really cool. It happened bang, bang, bang. It's quick. It's to the point. I quite liked it. I spoke highly of how the second season started. Now, where it kind of loses me is this drawn-out middle to end where you get... Is it Aphrodite? No. Yes? No, it's Ishtar. Ishtar. Yes, Ishtar. Ishtar wants... Bell and she kidnaps him and wants to basically uh, make him lose his mind in sex. Let's put it that way. That's what she does. <laughs> well, I mean, that. <laughs> she's Ishtar. It, 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 I think she's, the more annoying part about that is that it's not even. That's not even her goal. That's just kind of what happens because, of course, they're in the red light district and then it's like. Yeah. The Amazons find, find him and he's like, they're like, yeah, he's cute. He's then cute. Let's he's presented, yeah, then eventually he's presented to Ishtar and he's like, mine. Oh, yeah. Litoruki. <laughs> oh, it's oh, no. oh, Aphrodite wants him. Well, how about I break his mind? Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Back to mind break. <laughs> Where, uh, so Belle meets a fox girl and she has the ability no, to do a fox girl leveling. prostitute. Yep. She's well, a prostitute. Well. Prostitute, quote unquote. Yeah. She's still a prostitute. 
She's still technically a prostitute, even though she's never I've had sex. Never Anyways. done anything. <laughs> but she doesn't. She's know just this. look. She's just because, believe, just yes. because just because she's a bad prostitute doesn't mean she's not a prostitute. Well, Hickey, you're you're absolutely right on this. I I, I back you on that on that statement. She's a pure prostitute. So, it's kind of fun. But it really drags on with the whole feel sorry for her, save her, what implications are are there going to be? It turns out there really isn't. Um, no, there is. He just doesn't well, give a fuck. He doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I like I like parts of it. I do like the whole, like, uh, interpretation of, like, hero stories and, like, you know, the whole, like, uh, I don't, uh, or I can't, I can't be saved because I'm, you know, as a I'm prostitute. Tainted. Yeah, I'm tainted, I, I'm tainted yeah. as a prostitute. A prostitute should never be shouldn't be saved. They're they're always seen yeah, as there's a, a lot of and, stories where if you take on a sullied person under your wing or what have no, you, it always becomes the destruction of the hero. So yeah, exactly. But that's that's the thing, right? Because in hero stories, it's always said the prostitute is you know there to lead the hero astray. It's the bad person, right? Right. So it's like the and that's I I do like that, but obviously that's just like a little conversation they have in the midst of everything and it's like everything else around that is like eh, it's it's okay but eh, well that's I how i felt not, about not a lot of this it's just okay because well, i'm, I'm geez, i kept thinking well i, I mean thinking, it's done much let me let me let me, let me yeah <laughs> it's not much <laughs> it's not like i don't so, like um, the first season of them much i think that second season was wonderful Compared to the first season, uh, well, the first season I felt had that had that purpose and goal. He wanted to get stronger. Uh, then the the big bad showed up. There was a big epic scene. Uh, the second season I felt wanted to put more conversations and story into it. Where I think it faltered a lot is everything kind of fell flat with me. Did you guys feel yeah, it, it, like the... some of these some of these well, arc conclusions fell flat? Yes, but like I said, I don't like Don Machi that much. That was one of my problems with the, the first season. I thought the second season would be extremely worse. But hey, this, the final, like the, the ending of the first season, we have more characters, more interesting characters. And that was, like that diluted a lot of problems I had because my problems are with three characters that happens to be the ones more with more screen time. Being Hestia, being Ainz, well, and being our little rookie guy. I do not like them. I despise no, he got, them. He got much worse in this season. Yes, but you you had like this. You have enjoy like his you still have screen time. You still have it, the other he, characters he was, having way more personality and way more character development than him in the second season. And I was yeah, paying more major, attention that's, that's to them. That's a major them. problem. I was, that's, that's I was yeah, paying more attention to them because I, th- I thought they were way more interesting than Belle. And Hestia was almost never on screen. Or when she was, she was either Perfect. quiet. Uh, and she was so, just she was doing her clamoring over Belle. So, so yeah, here, so like for me, it's like what... this second season is better because I don't need to pay that much attention on Bell, we have like the Fox Girl prostitute, which is which was an interesting character. I liked her. Uh, Ishtoy's story alone with Aphrodite, the, the last kind of battle, was fun. Was interesting. Uh, the samurai girl sacrificing herself in her own story with the Fox Girl prostitute. 
Hime, let's call Hime because mm-hmm. there's another name before Hime, but I just remember Hime. Uh, it's very interesting. The little uh, midget girl story with her own guild was very interesting as well. So yeah, the other characters are very interesting, and since we focus focus on them as well, this story for me was more interesting because I didn't have to be dependent on Bell uh, and Ains to <laughs> advance this story. So for me, it was better. I thought it was way better, but still, everything falls flat because it is done muchy. Yeah, By the end of the day, it is done muchy. It is about Bell and Hestia. And whenever the story, the, I felt like the story would just be derailed every time this season. Bell and Hestia came on screen because nothing. Bell was whining the whole time, and as yes, he always he, is. as he always is. But at least, at least, you know, he would overcome that. And I, I get they were trying to do the same thing with Bell in season one, but without a path that he had to take. His path this time was save the prostitute, right? And and that whole conversation about leading the hero astray. I get it. But with without Bell and like I, when the season started, it looked like Bell and Hestia were going to start their guild, right? Start their which was their great. Familiar. I really liked it. Now, <laughs> and and then it just stops on the dime because they meet prostitute girl. So it's it's totally sidetracked and derailed. I don't see why there why there couldn't have been they couldn't have continued building the guild story rather than put it off because I feel that that's where it's clearly heading. They're get they gotta build this new guild up. Quite simply, actually, because the author definitely don't think that that's what people care about. Well, cl- <laughs> and clearly, I think exactly. he's right. I think it's right because, like, at the end, of the day, and that's why I kind of I have to agree with Hickey. Like, I think a lot of the things, like, don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to say that your your opinions are wrong or that like your flaws with the show are wrong, but it is at the same thing. I everything you say, I have the same reaction. I say yes. Well, it's Damachi. Like they did this in the first season. It's like, it's the yeah. same. They're just kind of regurgitating. It's more Damachi. Yeah. It, the the by the end of the day, it is Damachi. Right? It's like, why why they kept showing Einst in random situations throughout the show? I don't know. Well, because it's well I know it's I did, I did like her severely less role in this. I did like yeah, her. Yeah, it's honestly a problem because I don't think they even went to the fucking dungeon once in this season. Well, that's... that's Well, they did a couple times. That's how we got kidnapped initially. But. Listen, that's good, okay? Because for, what, for this fucking... This, Good war. This fucking other world. I don't even know what this world of the gods that or that the gods come to. It's incredibly shitty for adventure. It's like, oh, it's the fucking perfect place for adventurers. They have one dungeon. They have a single dungeon. That must be super boring after like going to I don't know, like fucking third level, fourth level, tenth level, fifteenth level for like the millionth time. Like, True, yeah. especially like uh. when when you see <laughs> something that is that is only one tower as well, which is Tower of God. Every single place is a different place. Even when yeah, they, they get to they, the even they when they get climbing. to the dungeon crawler aspect. Because yeah. they it becomes a dungeon crawler after a while. Uh by yep. almost the end of season one. 
it is still way more interesting because every single place is <laughs> more because interesting. They, they keep they stay and they keep climbing. Like it does much. It's like you go to level ten if that's your limit, right? And then you can go anywhere. Then sure, then you return and then you try again the next day. You get to level ten, it's still your limit. You leave, you come back the next day. And it's like that's incredibly boring. And even still, it's like after a certain amount, you'd think that the strong gales who just slayed everything on the way down. Is there really anything left to fight at this point? I feel like well, this is like this is horribly bad for like I mean, as a as an MMO player, you should definitely have more than one dungeon to go into. Uh, you can't just have one dungeon that becomes very boring very quickly. <laughs> so the show does hint at you know the bigger world at large. Whether it was I don't know the really random Ares part where he kidnaps Hestia and this this is how the show falls really flat at the season. It, and to me. I'm with you, Hickey. I really like the prostitute kind of story. But there was no reason. Kind of like the prostitute. There was no reason to derail the the main goal, which was to build up our little our, our familia and build Bell up in some way. Right? Do something. Yes, especially because if you remember the last uh, phrase of the first season was "Oh, Bell is the." I mean, that's not a spoiler, I guess. Hey, I'm gonna tell a, a spoiler about Dunmachi. If you don't know about it, please skip two minutes ahead of time. They say, oh, Bell is the grandson of Zeus. And like, oh, so the second season will come and they will talk about that thing. No. <laughs> nothing, right? No, yeah, they- nothing. I'm like, why did they tell me then? But right. just so I know, why? there was a lot. Of, there was so so many things because scattered. it's done much. <laughs> yes. Now you're getting it. Now you're thinking. <laughs> so there was a, so there was that at the end of season one. There was a lot of things told to us in season two that tells us of other plots and stories that are going to happen. But what was the purpose of season two then to develop More anything towards that goal? It was just. <laughs> More Damachi. And it's it's such a shame because I was pretty high on just watching a show for the sake of it being fun. And at, it tried to be way too serious for its own good. So the way the, sh- the season ends, and this is how it f- falls really flat with me, is Hestia gets kidnapped randomly by Ares. Don't know why. <laughs> he wants to kidnap. He wants to prove himself. He keeps getting defeated, and he's like, how are we going to prove himself? Well, let's kidnap a goddess. That's a terrible idea. Sure, let's do it anyways. (laughs) And they do it anyways, and just before this, Hestia, just in earnest conversations, goes, what if a goddess loves you? And and he just tells her the truth. You know, I I respect him too much. Whatever. And, oh, feelings hurt. But he's so naive and has no idea what any sort of adolescence is. <laughs> what puberty is? Uh, he feels bad and he wants to apologize, and then that's actually not resolved in any way, form, or fashion. And then the music kicks, and it's just like, all right, I can't wait to go more adventure in today. And what? That's it? What's the setup? And None. well, the credits <laughs> play, and then there's that little there. there there's the scene. A okay. They come in it back and so and Hima just uh, giving him a hug and he the as the better male that doesn't have any type of fucking <laughs> testosterone in his 
<laughs> organism blushes and don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Danmachi doesn't have a, a good score, uh, especially because, you know, Sword Oratory, uh, uh, the movie. Uh, <laughs> but still, I mean, I think I... I honestly think I like I like raising aspect of things. I guess as someone who really loves either raising games, uh, I would be very interested in seeing a guild raising kind of thing. It's the reason why I started fucking uh, what's the fairy tale to begin with, right? Yeah. But they just okay. <laughs> I don't know about that, but okay. <laughs> Uh, oh come on you know getting more friends and going into adventures uh, getting having... more friends getting going into adventures having the guild shut down restarting the guild having the guild shut down again restarting it again having the yeah guild destroyed, I mean, look i said i said start i said start i didn't say continue and watching the fair tale it, it's uh, two different <laughs> things but i wish don machi would have can wait for season three so we can yeah, have no, more I su- Danmachi. I, su- I suppose. There's going to be more Danmachi. Uh, oh, hell yeah. I'll probably end up giving it a try anyways. But I gave it the same score as Demon Slayer. It's fine, I guess. It's more yeah. Danmachi. It's yeah. better, well, it's better than first it was better than It was better than the Ice Eyes uh, story, side story. That was <laughs> a waste of time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm just... It's not even the ice. I mean, it is the ice sword, but it's not like it's one of those like why introduce like a red new character that has like no purpose of anything except for the end when it inevitably has to be like, well, in order to take care of this situation, I have to get stronger. Well, by the way, she's also in the fucking movie, and I hate it. I'm like, why? Why must you do this? Why yeah. must you add the side character? Because it's done much. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. It's a rhetorical uh, question, Hickey. It's a rhetorical question. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so 50-50 on Don Machi with me yeah, but I ended up giving a 6 out of 10 imagine going into Don Machi with expectations <laughs> yeah what the show told me those expectations <laughs> you shouldn't believe what the show tells you oh, apparently alright Tori let's go through these Tori Hickey let's go through these next two relatively quick here no man I'm gonna take forever please uh, the next one is uh, that I have is Kanata Astra or uh Astra Lost in Space, which is a 12-episode series produced by Studio Lurch. I'm curious about this one. It has really high scores. Yes, it does. It was one of the more popular shows this season. Uh, The synopsis says from Alice, in the year 2063, space travel is feasible and commercially available. As the cheerful, honest uh, Arias Spring arrives at the spaceport to to attend a camp on the distant planet uh, Makpah, her, paw, uh, her purse is suddenly snatched by a reckless thief. Luckily, the athletic Kanata Hoshijima is able to retrieve it for her, and Arius soon discovers that she, he is among the group of teenagers who will be traveling with her on the excursion to as Team B5. I thought it said BS there for a second. I was like, wow, what a name. Team bullshit. Let's do it. <laughs> Upon arriving at their campsite... You can the, call them uh, the useless team. <laughs> Upon arriving... Oh, no, they're anything but... Upon arriving <laughs> at their campsite, the group's trip takes a turn for the worse when a strange sphere of black light sucks them into the vast reaches of uh, outer space. Stranded with seemingly no hope, 
they find an abandoned ship nearby that provides them with the means to return home. However, they soon discover that they are not as close to their uh, campsite as they initially thought, but are in fact thousands of light years away from home. With the realization, oh, this the is nine the Stargate members Universe must... show. <laughs> With the realization, the nine members must cautiously manage their resources, maintain their strength, and unite as one to conquer the darkness of the space of space together. While the reason behind their trip's sudden obstruction remains unknown, they nevertheless embark on uh, on the treacherous voyage back home aboard their new ship, the Astra. So, yeah, essentially, in order to return, what they have to do is they have to plan it up. They found that there is, uh, they have to manage their resources so that they have enough food to make and uh, you know gas mm-hmm. or whatnot to make it to the next planet on their uh, on their trip, because there is just enough planets in between for them to hop to. Uh, the planets are not welcoming; they are hostile uh, generally. Mm-hmm. But I mean, they're different. Some one is like half, uh, one is like half ice and half uh, heat. Yeah, uh, yeah, like another one is like, uh, you know poison mushrooms that are like the dominant species of it and whatnot it, it, it it's an interesting uh it's interesting enough i i do like that aspect of it what i don't like about this show is uh the comedy um yeah you were it, you you mentioned a few things during and i guess it was the impressions part where yes. the show doesn't start off very well but no, i guess it, I, a lot i guess a lot changed as it went on uh not really uh you see what this show does, I, it's it tries to set up this um, kind of hopeless feeling a little bit. It's, I mean, of course it's hopeless. You're lost in space. They just get randomly sucked out into into space with no hope of surviving until they notice that there's a uh, spaceship in the close by, a small spaceship that they can use, and they manage to rescue themselves onto that. Uh, and then you know, obviously, you have the kind of side plot of the whole. I was about to say murder mystery. Nobody's died yet, but. Um, mm. Of the uh, of the traitor, the guy who is on this team, who is responsible for them being sucked out into space, because someone has been tasked with killing them, and that's immediately interesting because now you have this uh, this uh, problem of these people have to work together to survive to get back home, but they also know that there's somebody here who wants them dead or has some mission to kill them, so you know. That's problematic, but uh, and all that is all fine and good. The problem I have is, like I said, it's the comedy. It is very for its premise. It's very lighthearted. It tries to break up a lot of stuff with comedy and comedic moments. Um, and while I do understand it's to kind of give them character a little bit more personality, it does become a little bit cringy at times. Like I really wish that it wouldn't. It wouldn't always resort to comedy when in in the face of danger, but uh, it does. But it's it's okay. It's not it's not horrible. It's just like if you're not into that type of like r- weird like reaction comedy of just like oh he just used anti gravity shoes to jump out of a thief. Oh my god! Like it's like uh, <laughs> mm, okay. <laughs> right, <laughs> it's I'm, I'm, that's not my type of humor. I don't, I don't particularly like that. So, uh, and there's a lot of that. It's just somebody says something, cut to other guys go, "Oh my god, did she just say that? No way!" It's like, oh, stop, please, <laughs> I'm begging you, <laughs> don't do this to me. Uh, 
But yeah, no, the whole survival trip is interesting. Uh, minus the whole thing of the trader cooperating with them the entire way. Uh, kind of, almost. Almost the entire way, which kind of... It's explained, although I feel like his reasoning for doing so, and I'm not going to say who it is. I feel like his reasoning for doing so is... Um, very weak and doesn't really make sense considering his end goal but okay uh so but that aside i really do like the whole trip uh trip through space i do like i do like the whole like just uh visiting different places like uh if you remember i like uh i've watched a show called galaxy express 39 and i really like that it's Hell yeah. not the same it's not the same, but it's the uh, it is like generally just like a long trip through space, visiting different planets, seeing what's there, like how how they differ, differ, different cultures, different values, different societies, different levels of you know advancement, technological advancement, like all that stuff, right? Now, Kanatano Astro does not have that because every planet they come to is uninhabited, but they make up for that with different you know ecosystems, different uh, different rules to abide by, like. Some planets have, you know, obvious dangers, like obviously dangerous animals. Some planets have animals that seem like they could be dangerous, but are really just sweethearts and uh, don't eat meat. Uh, some planets have, like I said, there's a planet where the uh, where the leading, uh, or like the top of the food chain is the mushrooms, the giant mushrooms that they have, right? They, they poison and kill um, everything in a kind of, uh, like, as they kind of die into their, like, uh, roots. They take roots into them and use them as food and stuff like that. So a lot of that is really interesting. And other than that, like, the characters are okay. They're not super well explained. There is there is a plot point with them all and kind of the reason why these kids specifically were, uh, <laughs> were thrown out into space and not just everyone or because they're, they're not the only team. But, uh, but yeah. So, it does have interesting moments. I feel like it's a show that's very much like... Your enjoyment of it is is very much going to be like... How much do you like the positives? And how much do the negatives bother you? If the negatives don't really bother you that much... Then, you know... You're going to enjoy... You're really going to enjoy the show. Because it is a fun show. Like, I had no problems watching it. Now, it's got an 8.27 on that. Very yeah, I was rating. about to ask. I wonder why the majority of the audience is rating it so high. It's an enjoyable space travel show. Hmm. <laughs> That's really all I can say about it. No, uh, but I mean, is it just do... is it just twelve episodes, or did it hint at it continuing? No, it's just twelve episodes. It ends after twelve episodes. Uh, well, I say just twelve episodes. Remember the first episode and the last episode. I think both of them. Yeah, they are both an hour long. So um, it's. 12 episodes, but it's more than 12 episodes. It would be like, what? Uh, 15? 7, 17, 14, 15. 17. 17 episodes in total. Uh, about there. So, like, it, it has time to tell the story. It, it does tell the story. Okay. It's not like you're sitting there being like, wait, I don't understand. Like, you, you understand why everything happened. They tell you that. Like I said, the worst part is the traitor. Uh, his reasoning is... His reasoning isn't bad... Per se, you can understand Was it like cabin sickness kind of why? situation. Uh, no, but it it no. is more like it's more like when he reveals kind of what and why, you kind of start questioning. But then, why did you help them? 
back and the answer right. that I because friends but Oh, okay. it's the Power same. Oh, what's what's yeah. that show? It has the same thing. Oh, the uh, the heroes of the nine petals. It, it's kind yeah. of the same thing, right? Yeah. It's like, of. why are you helping them? Why are you doing so? It was. It would be easier to just I don't know, <laughs> explode, like make a malfunction in, in the whole thing and <laughs> kill everyone yeah. at the same time. It's like, why are you helping them? Why are you giving those false flags that actually help them? Yep. No, and there is there is a part of it. Like I said, again, it is... His reasoning is explained. And you, you understand. But it is, again, it is a little bit weak. Like, I, I do feel like... Not... If it would have been... If it, it would have just been like... Okay, my... Like, I was tasked with killing you all. But then we became friends and I decided to help out and, in order to... Uh, ensure my own survival uh, I wanted to help you and then take you out at the end when we right. were safe and sound at uh, home uh, except he doesn't do that and when you he also tells you that his goal was to also die uh, you've gone like then, then why help them survive literally why help them survive you could have achieved your objective by not doing anything <laughs> but nope okay but again like I said it's that's that's only something that becomes apparent at the end. All right, so I got two questions for you then. It's fine. Yeah. And then hopefully we can we can move on. Mm-hmm. Uh what is the score of the show that you gave? What is the what's the score that you gave the show? Oh, my score. Uh I yeah. gave it a 6. It's okay. okay. I don't particularly so like it. So, but... would this show have gotten a higher score if it was more serious? Like the the sense of despair is higher rather than this uh, rather than the comedy. If they were, for my for my liking, if they would have toned down the comedy or at least varied it up a little bit, I could have enjoyed it more. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, I don't necessarily think. I don't necessarily think like so that's kind of why I, I didn't. Has to I, d- be... I didn't pick the show. Like I was curious about the show because I like the whole Stargate universe plotline of we're lost in space and we got to find our way home. I mean, hell, that's the whole Yamato thing essentially yep. uh the the journey the journey is the fun right but if yep. it's if you don't to me what makes these stories so interesting same thing with gundam same thing with macross if it's if you don't have that sense of serious dread and consequences and it's not looming over you you can have your lighthearted moments i mean there's no reason you can't you know you got to yep. you got to have some sort of relief through all, through the dread. Otherwise, you're just like this show's a bummer. <laughs> yeah, no, I know, right? And that's uh, and uh, yeah, I do agree. That's kind of what like I feel like the comedy, at least parts of the comedy, does get better better. Like after you uh, kind of go on the on the journey with them, when the characters get to know each other and mm-hmm. the kind of like jokes in between them as they like as they get closer to home and you know moral uh, morale is rising and people are you know more assured of their own survival. Then you can definitely understand why everything is a joke. But it's like right at the beginning when they're trapped in space, why are they joking? Right? Like you yeah. think that they would be scared. You know, you know what's funny? I mean, funny they are scared, it, but uh, it's it's, it's it, funny it, it you kind mentioned of flip-flops. that because uh, I'm probably one of the few Stargate universe fans out there. But they get they get transported into you know way lost in space situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, those first few episodes, they are fucking out of their mind. 
Like people are going cabin fever. They might as they're they're like contemplating killing themselves. Like why bother? Situation. Uh, you know they got to find water, otherwise they're gonna they're gonna dehydrate to death. Situation. You know, there's real stakes, real quick, and the show makes that clear. And uh, with every like hint uh, or an answer to get home, that you get you get those upbeat feelings uh, coming across the screen much you know it makes sense if you if you don't have that instant stakes i think that's what lost the show's interest with me even picking it up because as soon as you said oh no it's pretty lighthearted to start i was like "Ah, that's not what i really wanted going into something like this because in even galaxy 3-9 you know every place he goes to there's a moral uh story that he has to that that tetsuo has to to learn and overcome right mm. there's a whole purpose yeah. to it all maybe that's why astro lost in space didn't i think that's what it was missing that's coming I, from someone that didn't watch it i'm just coming off your words about the show yeah i mean <laughs> like the the thing at the end of the day is that this show has uh seemingly at least based on what is here it has a very young audience in mind uh I say very young, but like sure. it has, it, it is a show and demographic show. Right? So young teenagers, uh, teenage boys. So in that uh, in that regard, I kind of I understand why they opted to like not go too heavy and instead kind of keep because you know, you're when it comes to entertaining young teenage boys, a lot of the time going heavy isn't what people want. <laughs> Whoa! I mean, uh, come on. We need to we need to get uh <laughs> we need to get the Gundam and the Dayon in the world back here. <sighs> You're not seeing seven-year-olds get their heads chopped off. I don't know what's not entertaining. Am I right, boys? <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, but it's, again, like, it's definitely, I, I do think it's a show worth checking out just to, like I said, if you want, like, uh, if you want, like, that short, like, space travel, if you don't feel like sitting down 113 episodes to watch Galaxy Express 3.9, which, by the way, you should do. That show's good. Um, Available yeah, on Crunchyroll, is, uh, I believe. Yep. Yeah. Uh, then, yeah, this definitely, Kaladonas, uh, right? It's a show that I would say is worth a go. It's not. It's not a bad show. It's just I feel like, for where I am, I feel like there are some very obvious things it could have done better to be more enjoyable. But instead, it opts to kind of play it very safe and be like, yeah, you know, this is the situation. This is what we have to do. Everybody, after you know, crying a little bit and being a little bit, oh, I'm, my life's over, and then be like, get yourself together. We're all highly intelligent people with high qualifications and space travel and engineering and uh yeah so we can get out of this situation so that's that's essentially where it goes like they're all they're not your average random kids it's not like oh we didn't know anything but we just happened to survive now they're technically more than fit to be able to survive this situation it just seems very hopeless at first and then they realize that there's a way there's a seam let's mm. go there so before Hickey talks about his last show, from what I'm seeing here, Dumbbell is the highest rated show of summer. Of course it is. Dude, <laughs> dude, it, it awakens fetishes. But I it's mean, extremely good as well, and it makes you want to be better. So, like, it's, <laughs> it's, it's good. It's just way too good. And it's well animated. The music's really, really good, and 
you know, there's nothing to not like in Dumbbell, unfortunately, I guess. Uh, is, that, is that really how far anime has fallen in 2019? Fallen? Are you kidding me? Falling? I think, I think Dumbbell is one of the, the best shows to come out in a long time, actually. Oh my god. JD, they even fucking, they even reference your favorite 80s shows. God, and you, you dare say that the anime, that it is uh, showing that anime has fallen? Who do you think you are? <sighs> and you didn't say that to Ari Fureta. And I, yeah. I feel, I even feel a dick. God, JD, you're, you're part offended. of the problem. <laughs> Holy shit. That was unnecessary, JD. Mm. And we made a lot of Nazi jokes in this podcast, and that was totalitarianism. That one, I don't appreciate this double team maneuver going on with me right now. Ooh, no. don't, don't say that. Don't say that ever again. <laughs> Hickey, your last show. Do it. Come on. All right, my last show. Uh, I'll try to be quick, and I think it will, it will be because I think I'm the only one who watch watched it. Yes, you are. Yeah, this show. I decided to talk about it because. After one recording session, I was talking to Tori, I think. I don't think it was the last one. But he mentioned this show. And he was, and there was a lot of hype, apparently, at the beginning of the season. And the talks about this show died. And when I was thinking about it, it was like, yeah, because the show is good. But I don't have a reason to talk about it. I don't have a reason to talk about it. I don't have a reason to mention it. I don't have a reason to remember it. And I don't have a reason to recommend it. But the show is still good. And that is Grumbelm. Grumbelm. Uh, a show done by Studio Nexus. Oh, it is Belm. Okay. <laughs> and I'll try to give my own synopsis. I'll read the beginning, which is a of the synopsis in my anime list, because it's a good introduction to the world. Uh, but after that, I'll just do my little synopsis. Long ago, magic was ab- abundant and enriched... The, live, the lives of the people into its usage in war. To end the chaos, seven of the most powerful mages gave up their lives in order to seal our magic. Now, almost 1,000 years later, their magic seals, seal Magio, Magia Conatus hosts Grumbel, a monthly series of battles meant to determine who among its participants is worth the title of princeps the true mage, the one true mage. Then we start following a girl called Mangetsu, which seems to be a normal girl. And what it's not explained here is those Grumbel uh, contests, uh, they are fought by the descendants of those seven mages. But Mangetsu is not one. Uh, at first, she doesn't seem like a norm, uh, a a mage. She, she's not a mage. She can cannot use magic. She's just a normal girl. Until in a full moon, she sucked into the the grumble. And the, and you know she became she becomes allied to a girl called Shingetsu, which main goal is to extinguish all magic. She wants to win Grumble and become the princess so, so she can destroy all magic, even though it costs her own life. And her, her reason is she's too powerful. And every time, because she's too powerful, her life was ruined. Uh, so she wants to end all magic. 
every single contestant has their own reason to wanting to become the, the princeps. And then we have a bunch of battles. People went in thinking this would be like Madoka, I think. It is not. Definitely not. Uh, there's a lot of off-putting things about the battles, especially because they are fought in mechas. Uh, that look like Gundam build try chibi mechas. But the show is actually very, very good. <laughs> By the end of it, when I was thinking about it, it, it was extremely good. The problem of this show is, from episode 1 to 10, it is okay. It is the most, it is the most okayest show I ever laid my eyes upon. <laughs> it is extremely okay. When I say that, I mean it is quite shallow. You have the characters, they show the characters, they show why they want to become princeps. Some of them have interesting reasons too, others are just fucking around. There is one girl who really hates Shingetsu because she thinks she destroyed her family. Uh, Her name is Fugo Ana. You know, it's really it's it's interesting but they do a bunch of uh one deal things they show a power and only show once in, in the whole show uh just like mangetsu there's one time mangetsu kind of kind of loses her temper and goes half berserk with black magic they only show that once and never talked about it again but when it comes to episode 10 to 13 uh it is exceedingly good it goes to some, <laughs> like it, like I told Tori, a wholesome Evangelion <laughs> kind of thing. It's It was very, very interesting. The problem is, uh, a lot of people got deceived on the expectations you have in this show. Uh, I believe the expectations for the show should be closer to Yuki Yuna as a hero than something like Madoka or uh, Idol Grow... Uh, Magical Girl Raising Project. But yeah, I think it's it's about it. it, it I don't know, even... right. I gave it an 8, let's start with that, but it has a 6.98 on my anime list. Uh, hmm. Possibly because of the off-putting elements to it. But the story, it is actually very good the problem is it is most of it is okay at best but being okay at best lays the foundation to the last four episodes which are really really good i thought and thought and thought about this show what they could improve what i would improve and the most part of it is like well it feels very shallow and I thought, well, maybe with more time, but even with more time, I don't think nothing would change. And then I came to realize this one would be an awesome movie, like a just two-hour movie. It would be good enough uh, to straight up a lot of problems he had, uh, especially a lot of, a lot of uh, space they had to fill with content and they didn't have one because the story honestly didn't have the content to be filled with and because they didn't need to fill it with anything. But I honestly recommend the show. I think it was really good. I think it, it is one of the 
the gems of the season that got just stuck under a bunch of trash and then people getting the wrong expectation and making the conversation about it dying Mm. uh although the little mecha fights are (laughs) weird uh it is worth uh watching for the sheer entertainment it can provide you by the end so yeah i'll I'll probably never talk about this show again because again there's nothing to talk about it there's no reason to talk about it there's not no reason to recommend it because i can think of better shows to recommend and that there's a lot of shows that come to mind when we think about it and i was talking even to dory that was like this is a very interesting situation where there is a good show but no one has a reason to talk about it and i even suggested making a, a own podcast of, of those shows grumble is one of them i think it's Definitely worth watching. Uh, nothing that they made in one episode 1 to 10 would, will make you go crazy or bash the show. It would be an okay-ish, very standard show. But it lays the really good foundation to the ending. And it's something sometimes we, we complain here is that shows don't have enough good foundation to sustain themselves in the, in the long run. This show has. The problem is it needed 10 episodes to do that. <laughs> so yeah, I gave it an 8. I think it's definitely something you would want to watch. But you probably won't see anyone talking about it. So I just decided to give this little review on it. Fair enough. I'm glad you did it, Hickey. Yeah, I'm never going to watch that show. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's uh, there's there's better things. Yuki Yuna is a hero, like I said, is is a good example of it. Uh, you can uh, talking like something about this show. You need to be very specific for me to recommend this show, even though it's a good show. <laughs> uh, and if, even if you are extremely extremely specific, I would even say something about you, like Yuki Yuna is a hero, or even some Gundam. Uh, so yeah, still a very good show. I think it's honestly worth watching it just because to see how to make a good foundation for a story to sustain a very, very, very good ending, a very satisfactory ending as well. So yeah, give it a try. Uh, don't go, don't, don't believe it. What, uh, what other people on the internet are talking about it. It's definitely worth it. I think 6.898, although it's a 7, which for my animalist uh, standards is a good score. I think it's a little low for it. I'll give it a 7.5, 7.6. Yeah. All right. So those were the uh, summer reviews of 2019. Uh, if there's any shows uh, that we missed, sorry, just... Uh, didn't make the short list of what we wanted to review this season, so... Oh, well. What's the summer season? Nobody cares. Yeah, well. Yeah, there's no... Hopefully, it wasn't, hopefully falls better. There wasn't much stuff. So, alright, let's, uh, let's play this drop and finally get on to the retro show we're reviewing today. <laughs> now, it's time we start dealing with the business at hand. Yes, time to start dealing with the business at hand. 
We are talking about a volleyball anime. Uh, not Haikyuu, you suckers. This is pre-Haikyuu. This by a lot. By, by, by a <laughs> couple by, years. By a lot. <laughs> by almost 60 <laughs> years, yes. Yeah. It is called Attack Number 1. I believe, Tori, when you were first doing your original quest... You wanted to see the show, but you couldn't find enough translations out there at the time? Uh, I wanted to... Well, it wasn't for my quest, but I wanted to watch this show. Um, uh, former uh, Joe, former host of the podcast, uh, talked to me about it. Uh, he wanted to watch it, and uh, I wanted to watch it too. But, you know, I was like, well, that's just too bad, because there's... Uh, at the time of talking, there was a single fan-translated episode, and the people who fan had fan-translated it had given it up. I didn't care to continue after one episode. Uh, so I was like, well, that's just too bad. And he's like, ah, well, if it ever becomes available, I wouldn't mind, uh, I wouldn't mind watching it. And that's what, Joe, that's what Joe said. And because he always gets it well, literally the day after saying that episode two comes up, I see. And I'm like, wait, what? And then a week <laughs> after that, episode three, week after that, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I'm like, what the fuck? Who started <laughs> subbing this of all things? And what suddenly, hell? 104 episodes were translated. Yeah? No, so I was just like, we gotta watch it, though. Like, I mean, it's like the shoujo sport, uh, sports anime of, like, the 60s, or the manga is one of the sports uh, mangas of the 60s. But, yes. Like, I mean, we gotta watch it. <laughs> so it made the shortlist. is attack number one. It's a volleyball anime released in December of 1969. Studio Tokyo Movie Shinsha, The Loop on the Third, Akira, and more studio. Uh, very famous. Yeah. TMS Entertainment. Uh, episode director. There's three of them, but the one of note uh, is Yoshio Takoichi. Takoichi? He's the Takoichi. Aim for the A, Sashida no Joe movie, Space Cobra. He's, he's done a host of things. He's kind of the main guy. Show spans in total 104 episodes. Based on the 12-volume manga that ran from 1968 to 1971. Summary from Anime Planet is... Moving to a new school is never easy. And it's even worse when you're the most intelligent girl in school. And everyone around you seems incredibly boring. Ugh, been there. <laughs> Fall been there. That is Kozue Ayuhara's attitude after arriving at Fujimi High... The only part of school that she finds remotely interesting is her favorite sport, volleyball. But, unfortunately, even the Fujimi volleyball team is in shambles. They're horrible. One day, after insulting the team for always losing, as one does, Kozue is challenged to try out, and, well, <laughs> uh, try out, let's put that in air quotes, and prove just how good she is. Of course, as with everything in life, Kozoe, Kozoe passes with flying colors and in the process becomes the admired team captain. Having suddenly found a challenge worthy of her skills, can Kozoe overcome the professional and personal obstacles involved with taking a losing team to international glory? So our goal was to watch a minimum of 13 episodes. Uh, as I found, found out that the arc ends at 14. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't watch episode 14. This guy. Uh, yeah, this guy right here. <laughs> yes, so this this came out during a time period where 
volley women's volleyball in Japan was a big fucking deal. Like internationally around the world, the Japanese volleyball team, specifically specifically the women were were known for two things: training relentlessly and kicking the shit out of everybody else in the world. And getting the shit kicked out of them by coach. Well, <laughs> they were the the training regiments uh, lives in infamy to this day of what the 60s, 70s, and into the 80s of what volleyball meant in the country. So it only makes sense that a manga and anime that came out during this time period were incredibly popular and incredibly popular with the female audience, hence the hardcore shoujo aspect of the show. Now, what did I expect to went into this? I didn't expect much. I didn't know much about it. I didn't at the time. I didn't know much about the history of volleyball in Japan. It's a big deal, apparently, and uh, Loki found out that this was the most hilarious show I've watched in a long time. <laughs> it wasn't supposed to be a comedy, but that's how it came across to me. Did you guys oh. feel the same? I mean, <laughs> I don't think it was yeah. that funny. Sorry, but I I was laughing, what? but you know, I, it was but funny. She pulled a knife on a volleyball. I know. She I know. ganked the useless group <laughs> and pulled I steel. Know. How I is know. this not a I, ten out of ten with you, Hickey? I guess because it's a hardcore shoujo with really not that much sense behind it. Uh, yeah. There's it was no a weird thing. Shoujo. shoujo is all about emotion, Hickey. You're just not in touch with your emotion. You're not in touch with your feminine side. God. Amen, Tori. Amen. <laughs> Speaking of amen, actually, we'll, we'll get to that later. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, Kozue, um, you know, this is where the, the, the whole plot, sum, the, the summary, didn't quite make clear is Kozue has this weird, like, lung injury, I guess? Kind of, but not really, because she's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah I was... Yeah. Rem- dude, <laughs> everyone, everyone bullies her. She's deemed a delinquent just because she wants to go-go dance in the woods. That is so <laughs> and... fucking funny! It's like, we're the bad girls. What do you do? Let's go-go dance. Like... <laughs> Uh, yeah, what? I was. I, was, I mean, I, I guess thought, it's the was, 60s. I, I get were, it. I get it. But still, <laughs> I thought they were about to. I don't know. Go pick up because, like, they they are called the delinquent groups, and although they they don't agree, they are still kind of delinquent. And they're like, yeah, no, let's do some bad stuff. I'm like, oh, they're I are they going to smoke? Like a smoke by the school. They're gonna. Yeah, pick up the smoke. boys on the hey, motorcycles. Smoking was okay back then. As we learned with Bebop High School. You either smoke, uh, go with bicycles, you beat up some random people, gank someone, but no, they, <laughs> they decided to just dance go-go in the woods. I'm like, that is a violation of school rules? Hey, man. Yes, man. The, hey, the, hey, president, hey, da- hey, the student council president came running. He was like, no, I heard, I heard music. Who? Who dare? The music who? of the devil. You are not concentrating on your studies. <laughs> Even though they're skipping school, but who cares about that? <laughs> yeah. So, like, and then, like, then you have all the characters, they look like mob characters. Even the main girl. Everyone has a ooh face. Uh, 
But yeah, and it's like, I don't know, I, I was just, he's just weird. Uh, then, like, Kozue, it's, she's not that much of a dick, nope. but she's a dick as well. Well, <laughs> she like, wants she, to stay out of it. She's she goes, just bored in class, she falls asleep, able yeah, to I answer know, like, a question she goes, while for example, unconscious. She, ever <laughs> since, ever since she transfer, uh, she goes to the volleyball team kind of practice and then the president goes oh you want to join the team instead of her saying no i have a lung injury and i cannot you know <laughs> participate unfortunately uh she goes no i i just don't want to partake in activities of losers dabs <laughs> goes away i'm like why oh, I, do, I, I do like the response of the, of like, the team uh, i was like, like did she was... just make fun of us <laughs> yeah it's like yeah, she did. And, like, that was the first time she ever spoke to the fucking volleyball team. I, like, that was extremely unnecessary, but okay, sure. Oh, man, she, you gotta, uh, you gotta assert dominance right away. But, like, I'm every the time, alpha here. When, when she's starting to get something going, very shoujo, like, someone comes in and kicks her. <laughs> and then, like, she's... She starts playing volleyball and everyone is happy. And then so like she has a fucking lung injury. It's like, oh, of course. And I, I was saying like, oh, she's getting happy again. I cannot wait for, for someone to kick her down again. I'm like, never mind. <laughs> Life kicked her down already. <laughs> but apparently she mir- mir- miraculously recovered from the lung injury. Yeah, it was totally fine. She just goes to the doctor and they go, huh. I love, how they, I love how they literally like the episode ends with like and now she and now as the doctor's about to tell her a new mysterious uh, mysterious illness how will she be able to continue to play volleyball with it with this illness illness so first next episode guy comes out all serious like well i've been looking at this studying it real close <laughs> and honestly there is nothing wrong here <laughs> what? Why? Why are you making it sound like there's some big deal? It's like, but there's nothing wrong with you. Yeah, like, you know what? It, you, know what it you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of. It reminded me of of like an old, um, like Wild West. Like whether it was cartoon or TV show, and you know, it's like the stagecoach is approaching the Grand Canyon. Uh, how, how will they, will they, will they be able to stop in time? Will they be able to jump and make the gap? Tune in next week to find what happens. And imagine if that episode began and the horse just stops at the cliff and they go, oh, that was close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like the doctor because it's like, They don't well, do that. <laughs> he, she, she had an injury, but I like the doctor going, well, I guess I was wrong. Uh, I thought that making vo- uh, like playing volleyball would make the injury worse, but it was actually the cure. Who would have thought? I'm like, you, you, you are the doctor. You, you should know you that. <laughs> Listen, man, it's the sixties. Doctors didn't know how to do their thing in the sixties. And one obviously. thing, one thing I want to mention as well: everyone is sweating every time. Everyone. <laughs> yeah. Like, every time someone is sweating their ass off, they, they didn't do anything. They just woke up. They are sweating. I can relate to that because I live in a fucking fucking hell, but I thought it wouldn't... I, I didn't understand why everyone was so sweat all the time. Uh, I thought it was interesting, but yeah. It's like, I thought it was funny, but not funny enough to... I don't know. 
it's not uh how can i put it it's not like that badminton anime uh well this this made me realize some seasons this made me realize something else because this is a this is the yes it's older than yeah it is older than ashita no joe yes ashita no joe 70s yeah um this made me realize that whether it's coaching problems or life uh life risking injuries <laughs> the spirit of japanese sports <laughs> or sports in japan in general the whole mindset is even if your life is on the line this one game is always more important than your life <laughs> Yeah. Yes, JD. And that well, hasn't I mean, changed that's the only since th- the sixties. <laughs> this is this is the logical step. They didn't have American ships to bomb anymore, so I guess you just go to sports and waste your life in it. Because she's exactly. saying as she's being ripped by her arm from her parents to the doctor, No, I have to play this game. I know I have a life threatening lung injury. <laughs> Whether it was punctured or she's got fluid in the lungs or she's got pneumonia, we don't know. It's a lung injury. Fuck. My God. But this one game, because these girls on the volleyball team were mean to me, (laughs) even though I deserved (laughs) it, is more important. (laughs) Yeah, man. Like, yeah. You got stuff. You just got to do what you got to do. Everyone everyone is so intense for a bunch of 13 years old. Like and then, even the and then coach, no, the no, no. Co- when the coach appears, like I'm gonna make this the best team of middle school Japan. I'm like, dude, they have 13 uh, years old. Chill. It's yeah. no, no. One, no, one, you're, one you're, I don't think it will be that difficult. The coach like, is like, like in his 20s. I'm assuming he's the new guy. Yeah. While every all the all the old stuffy men, right? They they just ah, the sports. They should sports be sports doesn't matter. Sports doesn't matter. Their studies are what matter. I don't. And then the coach goes, "Well, I don't agree with this. Uh, this this train of thought." I'm like, "Great, okay, young guy coming in. He's got the the cool hip new ideas to to uh, you know getting getting these radical kids to concentrate their stress on on the sports ball. Awesome, right?" And then we got to cut to episode five now because now he's in charge of the volleyball team, right? We we're introduced. We, we we have we have dissension in the volleyball groups because our our new we you gotta have the rich stuffy girl that thinks her the best. That's uh that's uh Midori Hayakawa. She's yeah. uh oh I yeah. love her. She she she's she thinks she's hot stuff. Loses to Kozue, gets slapped, and becomes a little bitch. I'm like okay, <laughs> cool. Uh, How uh, is this not the I mean, funniest even, thing I've ever seen, then, Hickey? Like, Come on. I mean. The beginning, the beginning you is have, not. Most of the time, it's not that funny. It's random moments. They're just like someone is just talking. You know, it's not even talking shit. The person is just <laughs> talking obvious stuff, and they're just having a conversation. Kozwe just just enters and slaps someone. It's like why? Yep. Why would you do that? That's one does. No, but well, I, the, even there was the, the whole setup as well. But like the introduction of as well. I love that because it's just like fucking. Uh, you have uh you have the coach like when he uh his his idea like the way he pitches like becoming volleyball coach as well is just like he wants to improve the girl's studies through sports it's the original goal and he oh, says the, the best way to bring the to bring them together is to fucking <laughs> is to like to have them like be act as friends like 
friendship, cultivate friendship through uh, teamwork and sports. And, and why? And why does he a nice environment? Th- hold on, hold on. I'm stopping you right there. And why does he think in such a way? Well, when Midori jo- joins the joins the team, she she uh, vindictively sets herself up to become team captain because she should be the focal point of the team. Sets up Kozue by knifing, like, the net and the school equipment, and Kozue just happens to have, you know, 13-year-old happens to have a pocket knife on hand. We find that out does a what, times. Uh, nah, does, does whatever uh, anybody does whenever they come and see a crime scene like this. They go sit there and be like, huh, I'm the... Like, I mean, obviously she was called up, like, I'm going to go here and I'm going to inspect this. And there's a knife here. Let me pick it up and sit there with the knife in hand. <laughs> like, yeah, sure. Just make yourself look. I mean, I, I even I like the the the. the no, all right, from the beginning, there's there's so many things they t- they try to make their own <laughs> tropes. Uh, like, for example, Cosway just wants to dance. Go, go in the woods again. That's her sole goal. And then she is this nice girl. Honestly, she's she's a nice girl, uh-huh. uh, and she just likes she, since she can't play volleyball, she goes to the training and see the girls training. When the girls are like, "Hey, do you want to join us?" She's like, "No, because you guys are a bunch of losers." Dab goodbye, and I'm like, dude, that was uncalled. And the, the volleyball team is like, "That was rude." <laughs> Fuck this girl. And they start being mean to the girl was mean originally. So what Cosmit does, she snaps and goes to the delinquents or the useless group and say, we, me, and those bunch of delinquents will beat you guys in volleyball. And, and I love how they call them the useless The, the girls, the, the, the <laughs> girls are like, uh, no. She's like, come on, you guys don't want to be called useless for the rest of, for the rest of your lives. And they're like, you know what? True. <laughs> so let's train volleyball. And then Kozue just appears with a bunch of balls and starts throwing at the delinquents <laughs> so they can learn how to <laughs> defend well, how, themselves. Well, as we found uh, out, that is the only way to train the volleyball. <laughs> true. Think of yeah, it. That was, that was the whole first arc, was the useless team versus the volleyball team becoming uh, a unit. Kozue becoming the team captain. Midori, rich girl, comes in. I do, I do get a kick out of the part where she, she sets him up, she sets Kozue up to be framed for ruining the equipment, and then invites her and a couple of her friends that she made over to her house, in which the dad with his piped out cigar, or his, 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 his tobacco pipe, he's like, hmm, yes, if you make my daughter, uh, the greatest, I will buy you things, and they're just like, ah! Oh. Ah, this bitch! <laughs> and then he's so he's like, "What? I can't buy them off? What is this?" What really is, funny. Yeah. Oh, oh, I love, I love that it. they just accept it as it's, well it's because so she's bad. like, "Fucking!" She's like, "I gotta fix this situation. I gotta get them on my side." She's like, runs after him, like apologizing, like, "I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. I'm, I'll repent for my sins. I'll I'll be good from now." And it's like, "Yeah, that's all we wanted to hear. Yeah. Everything's okay." Literally, the next day, she's back to being a bitch. It's like, "Why do you even bother?" Like, <laughs> she's she's bitch to the others, but then for Kozue, she's like, "Please, master, tell me what to do." Yeah. That's a little bit later. She's a bitch the whole time. That's a little bit later because you have uh, you have the coach and the coach goes, you don't want to train? You don't, you don't want to be trained by me? 
Fine, win the next game and I'll resign. But you won't because you're a bunch of little bitches, literally because you're 13 years old, who cannot train and are not deserve to be the best team of Japan, although you're only 13 years old and I might be asking too much for a bunch of kids. Yes, but you are still weak and pathetic. They My go to the, his they words go, they are, the fucking his, guy who wanted to cultivate friendship and for in the fucking volleyball <laughs> team. His only way of knowing how to train people is through literal fucking torture, throwing balls Child at abuse. people even when they're it's down, Child beating them, fucking having them <laughs> run until they like up and down a goddamn mountain till they fucking can't run anymore, trip and fall, and just keep going. You're fucking because of that, you're getting five extra laps. <laughs> yeah, and then like, they, I was, I was waiting for the, someone to fall down the the, uh, the shrine steps as they're running down. I was like, oh yeah, this is this is prime for like broken leg right here. And I'm waiting, I'm waiting for the moment that someone falls and he just goes, "You fucking fell, worthless piece of shit. Get the hell up. That's ten more laps." <laughs> and sure as shit, he basically I, yeah, says that. I like that. Yep. Midori, Midori and Kozui start fighting, and he goes, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa! Separate, separate." You two are pathetic. Now everyone needs to run five more laps. I'm like, wow, really good way of resolving conflicts in your team. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> For right? someone who wants to cultivate uh, friendship. But yeah, my, they my go to the My favorite first... moment of the whole training session, uh, Tori, Tori kind of glossed over it, is when he's chucking balls as hard as he can. This is episode five. I was leading into it. He's chucking yeah. balls as hard as he can into the girls. And he's and he wants them to set, uh, yeah, set and volley the ball. Uh, but he keeps throwing them so fast and so hard that he's like bruising them, and he ends up knocking one girl down. And as she's getting up, her back is turned to him. He, it, the camera cuts <laughs> to him, and it shows his eyes, and it focuses it up like he sees this opportunity. He's like, ah, this weak girl, this weak thirteen-year-old middle schooler. How dare she just succumb to my pe- my balls being pelted at her opportunity? He throws one that at was, the back that, of her head. Hold on, hold on, hold on. That was a really bad phrasing right there. <laughs> there, there, there was some really bad no, phrasing. No, I, I said phrasing. it on purpose because that's exactly what happened. Ah, my balls uh, opportunity. Get get at her head. Knocks her down. Basically knocks her unconscious. Kozoe comes. Ah, we don't want to be coached. We don't agree with these mess <laughs> these methods. And he's like. Uh-huh. Oh. He's I like, ah, forget. you guys are just weak. And then it cuts to the principal and uh, the staff going, um, uh, Mr. Mr. Hondo, uh, the, the, we've gotten calls from the PTA about your training methods. Uh, we don't, uh, they don't <laughs> seem to agree with it. Like, ah, you don't say your children are coming home bruised and battered and, I mean, and listen, concussed. Listen, okay. I'm just uh. picturing because remember, like this guy has no training, no qualification to be a trainer, right? However, one thing that they kind of touch on really fast, while they didn't specifically say what he is, I think I have a mu- uh, something in mind. This man's only fucking uh, like athletic uh, thing is that he was a part of the baseball theme, uh, team. And I have a feeling he was a pitcher. <laughs> 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 Those fucking curveballs, yeah. you won't be able to hit these bitches. I mean, it's... 
it's take extremely a, I would say funny. take a base, but this is volleyball. Take some more. <laughs> uh, I was just picturing him playing baseball. It's just like fucking everybody complaining about it because he doesn't throw the ball into the mitt. And the mitt he just keeps fucking throwing it at people's faces. <laughs> like, stop that. No, we must no. win. <laughs> Yeah, Needless to no, say, episode like, five was the most comical have... episode I've watched in anime. Yeah, in and it time. comes. Attack number one also have the problem My Hero Academia has, where they don't train any technique. It's <laughs> yes. just you don't need technique, they, man. <laughs> because like episode six is the climax between the conflict of Kozue Midori and then the coach, and it ends with the coach saying, "All right, go to the match." I won't train you. I won't say you. I won't tell you any kind of uh, new technique or strategy. But they they always win without any strategy anyway because he never says anything after. That is that that is the theme. Every game they go into, it's like, all right, what's our strategy, boys? And they go none, none, zero. perfect, perfect. <laughs> yeah, hey man, they go That's, to that the was match. very key to their last to their last match because their last opponent would study every team they would fight so that they knew exactly how to beat them. But you can't study someone who doesn't have a plan. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> so bad. <But> yeah. <laughs> they... <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, they go to the match, and what happens is Midori is the only one attacking because she's a piece of shit and keeps stealing balls. What happens player. is you, you're going to get marked. Of course you're going to get marked. They are 13 years old, but they play volleyball and they have competent coaches. <laughs> so uh, people, uh, she got marked and then they went to uh, Cosway. But Cosway also got marked. What happens is they get in sync. That, is, that, become, like, that becomes the, the beginning of Midori as Cosway's bitch. And they they get this new technique of double faint attack. Basically, two attackers jump, one right. faint, the other one strikes. And the coach is like, oh, they develop a new technique just like I predicted. It will happen. They're like, bullshit. That is bullshit. <laughs> yeah, That is bullshit because, bullshit because you, you said, uh, yeah, that guy, uh, you said that you're going to lose. And because of that, you're going to keep being the fucking coach. And he was wrong, and he's like, well, shit, I was wrong, they're gonna win this match. Well, I guess I'm gonna resign. <laughs> like, wait, that's it? That's it? Okay. No, cool. that was and then, not it. No, of course not, because they have Stockholm Syndrome. And they're like, well, we we only won because the coach teached us. And I'm like, Nothing. that is bullshit. Well, he didn't teach you he shit. He didn't teach you shit, right? He just tortured you. Yeah, but would you get better through torture? Come on. You played sports before. <laughs> and, you know, in in the hentai community, you hear a lot about attacker number one that, you know, it actually helped you uh, develop the lolicon kind of genre. And you can see that with the 13-year-olds with really long legs, bare legs and shit. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah. And I'm like, well, I guess it also... <laughs> It also uh, influenced the mind break kind of <laughs> yeah, aspect mind break of BDSM. All right. So uh, they they uh, just fast forward to the the whole arc three, the last what six episodes, I guess, and or seven. And well, uh, they, the go to, they go schools, to the yeah, yeah they go to the, the regional tournament. First. The what? The the merge schools first, no? Well, oh yeah, 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 
Yeah, they do merge schools. Then you have the Fantastic they Four, and then they kind of with because we're with the fucking knife. Yeah, that's like, right. Yeah. Yep. But I mean, like the whole merging school thing isn't really that interesting. Like it's essentially they merge school with another one, another like really strong baseball team. They have like these fucking volleyball like, team. The, the good, yeah. What the fuck did I say? Uh, anyways, uh, yeah, it's because what's team. her face in the biz? It's it's the vice president, the guy, the only guy in the show aside from the coach. But doesn't matter because they have the same face. But still, yeah, uh, that was really that was. I was like, that's the same dude. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but the uh, the the main girl that's on because they have their power foursome right with the with the school that merges and the main girl is izumi right yes the one with yeah. the problem in the, in the yeah hand. so this is this is where it gets so so they they merge they have like a, a four on four v4 battle or their their school versus theirs and this is who's going to be the volleyball team doesn't really make sense why doesn't the a fucking teacher or coach come in going dude just play together there's nine people that needs to be on a court anyways. <laughs> um, Alright. Yeah. Yeah, none of that. But <laughs> hey, there wouldn't be any conflict, I suppose. Well, e- e- as it turns out, Izumi has a freaking What did they call it? Arterial contusion, which is like a blood vessel <laughs> injury in her wrist, so she can never play again. Which, yep. I looked this up. There was no surgery or no uh, solution like there, there is now, but back in the '60s, this was not a thing to be fixed. Like you were fucked. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I was like okay, yeah, <laughs> that sucks so much. Holy shit! Yeah, sucks for her. Uh, but her uh, idea instead in, of retiring in, or becoming that, a manager, that comes up right off. Top one near away. It's this. Is it the same thing? It's something like that, right? The what? injury in uh, aim for the ace. Oh uh, yeah, the, from the girl. It's something. It's something similar to No, she gets tennis. No, she gets tennis elbow. Yeah, yeah, she gets. Oh, tennis but elbow. there's no, but there's no uh, treatment as well. And and when well, you tennis, know, well, you get you can come back from tennis elbow though. It's the thing. But like, yeah. um, I don't think she was. No, she forced too much. She forced it. Yeah, yeah, she forced too much. Well, because it's Japan, but I mean Japan, that's the same thing here. You, yeah. you have to make sure your injury is irreparable. <laughs> Yeah, because everyone's just like, my, I'm fucking my hand is fucked, but I'm gonna keep playing. And then it's like, tie well, my hand to this racket. <laughs> you, you can never play again. Well, you know what? I'm gonna go and pick up uh, track and field instead. It's, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't care about baseball, uh, baseball, volleyball that much. Anyways. I'm too much into baseball. I want to see, I want to see fucking coach, uh, coaches baseball anime now. <laughs> we no no sports anime is is complete without an oni coach. <laughs> True. Yeah. You need the oni coach. Yeah. So Izumi's whole arc, and this goes on for what, like two or three episodes, uh, is yes. It's she's a all lot pissed of off about her injury and not playing volleyball. Is to give all of the teams not strategies, <laughs> but the team's weaknesses to the other team that they're going to play in the regionals. Uh, so they can get to the country championship finals. Uh, so, bitch. And then it's all forgiven because, oh, she can't play volleyball anymore. So that's... That no, because the... she got slapped. In front of her stepmom. In front of her family, yes. But yeah, no, uh, that arc was so dumb. Because yeah, that was definitely she, my least favorite If part she stopped and said, look, I cannot play anymore because I have a condition, she doesn't do that. 
should just be a little bitch. And then whenever someone is being a little bitch, Cosway snaps. <laughs> and, yep. and when Cosway snaps, she either A, pulls off a fucking knife, <laughs> B, slaps the person. And you want to quit the team? If if she gets Stab the this knife, volleyball. Show me your mental fortitude. Yeah, <laughs> if she gets all the... She draws the knife, you become her friend. If she slaps you, you become a little bitch. So <laughs> the, the three girls, she pulled a knife on. <laughs> she literally ganked the girls and said... And the girls are like, yeah, you know, you're not playing volleyball anymore. Fuck you. I'm not, we're not playing your little games. And we are three here. If you try anything, we're going to beat you up. And she pulls a fucking knife. I'm like, dude, what the fuck? And she's like, yeah, then stab this volleyball. I'm like, and gives them a fucking weapon. I was like, okay, fine. That's a show. That's a show. But that's okay. Uh, And they're like, oh, no, we can't. Let's be comrades. All right, let's fix Izumi now. And then they discover Izumi has the fucking condition. Well, first that she's selling them. Uh, then they try to. <laughs> she's a fucking spy. She call for her teams. out. Yeah, she. They, they try to call her out in front of the the vice president, which is the only guy who's on her side. <laughs> yeah, because he's she... the only one who knows that she's actually injured. Because forget yeah. about saying it to anybody else, but this guy, of course, I'm going to tell him. <laughs> yeah and then like he he says no no i'm not gonna say anything but he says anyway and then kozu is yeah. like oh no we made a horrible mistake and then she goes and slap her and then she becomes a little bitch is like okay we're, we're friends now and i love you guys and kozu is like yeah we love you too I'm like no kozu you should punch this bitch unconscious and then go go on top of her fucking head <laughs> but that's okay uh... Because you slapped her, and I guess that's enough. Yeah. yeah. Slapped her, now she shows up at matches and uh, cheering for them to win. That's right. <laughs> totally makes sense. So, cut to uh, don't meeting... You like, don't you, hold on. About appearing in, in the, the thing, don't you love that they never showed her their, their school going to the tournament? So they just <laughs> spawn them? Okay. They just get teleported in, in the matches? <laughs> yeah, but that's how it is, you know. That's how it gotta be. Oh yeah, you're just walking down the street, going home, and suddenly you just teleport get gets teleported to a city in a stadium just because you, 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 your school is playing. Yeah, it happened to me <laughs> a few times. So cut to the uh, the final little piece here where they meet Yoshiko Kakanuchi. She's one of Japan's top twelve, and uh, her little shtick is she has like the rolling return. Uh, that can return any serve, <laughs> and return. she beats no, your. Before she that, beats you so bad. Before that you we forgot to, to say something about the the Fantastic Four uh, uh, girls, which is the the college when they go train with yeah, the college, the college girls. Train, I forgot that because you have the the uh, falling right. leaf serving. Nah, <laughs> it's not important. Oh, of course it is because we have best girl, which is the uh, the little co- uh, the college woman. They goes, oh yeah, there's this serving technique which is way too advanced for middle middle schooler. Yeah, and it, we call the falling the yep. falling leaf, and they're like, oh yeah. So how do we counter that? And she's like, no, you you retorted <laughs> the best defense. 
is the offense. So you need to learn how to serve the same way and surprise your enemies that they don't think you can use the same techniques. And like, oh, so you're going to teach us? No, you need to find out yourself. I'm like, that was useless then. <laughs> there's, yeah, there's some useless information. No, but it's, it's so funny because like, does I just, learn I hate. Amb- ambidextrous with her spikes. Uh, I hate True this part well. of sports anime, though. Like, the fucking... The one, like... So, how do we defend? Defend? Disgusting. Get out! You're not allowed to train with us anymore. You don't defend. You attack better. It's like, of course you have to defend. What this, the fuck? This is if you can't defend... Any you're gonna Japanese get... sports. Yeah, like, this is, this is volleyball. You need to defend. If you don't know how to receive, <laughs> you're going to lose... <laughs> You're just gonna trade points over and over again, one to one, one to one. Not not trade, <laughs> not trade. You're gonna get aced every single fucking time. Oh, yeah. Every single and time someone serve, it's gonna be an ace. <laughs> that's what happened in a game too. They yeah. just got aced every time. So yeah, that 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 does annoy me too. In all sports animatory defense, well, I'm a pitcher in baseball. Do I need to learn how to throw a changeup? No, fastballs only. Fastball, fastball. Well, he can hit your fastball. That's because my fastball isn't fast enough. Exactly. Faster. Uh, <laughs> Faster. Uh, what, volleyball. Do I need to defend? No, you just need to serve. Uh, what, what's another sport? Basketball. Uh, do I need no? Do everyone, I need know how to defend? Everyone throws fastball until the fucking truck hits them, and then they're dead. Sorry, no, I dead. just need to dunk harder. I just need to shoot from farther. I don't need to Football. defend the guy. Football, do I need to know anything? No, just wait until the 92nd minute out of a 92-minute <laughs> game and you'll score. Yeah, well, I mean, but football is football and is a little bit funnier because it is. The, main guy, the main guy is never on the, the defensive. The defense is like not the goalkeeper, you know, the the back How line. How fucking boring! And would whenever, that be? and whenever, <laughs> <laughs> see, that's why no one likes defense in fucking this sport. So look at what you're saying. But, if, but like, if it's a sport where you have to play defense, it's not like football where you where you have. Yeah, no, I know, but like, I'm, I'm just saying. Guys. Yes, that that was what what I was about to say. Uh, that because Tony mentioned it, and I'm like, whenever the defense is uh, used in in football, the guys in defense is like, what the fuck are you doing help us uh, yeah i don't know i just the, the problem with football i mean just uh especially the goalkeepers there because he is the best goalkeeper in the world conceded seven goals in a single match like wow he's shit <laughs> 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 that, that's terrible one episode says. there's like one episode in captain subasa where the main the main character on the other teams the the center back and he's the one that leads the defense and then oh it was broken three nothing great <laughs> he's the one that leads the defense he's also the one who leads the fucking attack <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's fucking philip lom over here from bayern munich <laughs> uh, anyways this right. is, this is need, about yeah, volleyball we to, can we we can need we, to okay. make a captain subasa <laughs> Uh, yeah, the final tournament. What about the final tournament, JD? Yeah, the final so, tournament. So, Yoshiko Kakanuchi, she has the rolling return serve, and of course, she's top 12 in the world because she knows how to actually defend. All right. <laughs> and because nobody can score on her, everyone mentally breaks down. So, Kazue and company make friends with another team that's going to play them. And it cuts it's the former. Jenny, yeah, it's, oh it's Kazue former school team. Yeah, yeah. They, they don't even just mentally break down. They get physically hurt. Well, I, I, don't, I still don't understand this. How the fuck? 
I don't know how they got physically hurt, but it cuts and yeah, it cuts to this like, this chick like, in the medical room. She's like gurneyed out. She literally uh, no 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. As the teams announced as as Yoki, Yoshiko's teams announced as the winners, and she has a smirk on her face. It's announced over the intercom that the captain of the other team has lost consciousness on the court and has to be taken to the medical room in the back. Cut to yep. him in the back, and she's, like, half unconscious. She's sweating profusely. Do- like, multiple doctors are... Quick, get her to the hospital. And there's her just murmuring, I gotta quit volleyball. I have to quit. I'll never play again. Oh, God. And then, meanwhile, Coach Hondo over here is like, we can't let him. We can't scout the other team. We can't know their strategy. Let's go into a room and listen to classical music. And not I mean, it look. I mean, it's, it a, makes it's a strategy sense. that makes it, sense. It actually, makes but. sense, but like, it makes sense the way it was explained in the in the anime. But it doesn't make sense at all because his explanation is they are way too powerful, way too stronger, which means it doesn't matter if you scout them because you guys are also strong when you face them they will full they, they they will go full on you know the full potential so the the idea you have in your head of their strength will be uh, wrong and you might lose mentally to right. them and right. we're like yeah but that's why you're here coach you are the guy who should scout and sees, yeah, they are not playing the full potential. So let me make a few calculations here. And yeah, look, they are a little bit better than you guys. So let's make a technique or, you know, train a little bit harder. Or, you know, use that thing called strategy. But no. Don't be ridiculous. Coaches don't do strategy. Yeah, they, they specifically Coaches say that Coaches don't line. do strategy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There, there's the two commentators in the booth that are bringing him in, and they go, "So where is, uh, where is uh, Fujimi High?" They go, "Well, they're in a back room listening to music." They don't say that, but and they go, "Well, what's their strategy?" I've been informed they don't have any. What? <laughs> Why would they even give up a strategy to be? <laughs> <laughs> that that is such a dumb line to come out with anyway. Like, well, so they that's have actually us, that's they actually, have no strategy. That's actually a you, wrestling thing. That's a big problem in a lot of like modern day wrestling is when a guy's cut a promo and the stupid interviewer goes, "So what's your strategy going into this next match?" And the guy goes, and the guy proceeds to say all their strategy. <laughs> Listen, they need the to take the fo- They need to take the football approach. Take the Jurgen Klopp approach. What's your strategy? Win. Hopefully by scoring a lot of goals. <laughs> yeah, no shit, right? Yeah. <laughs> maybe God will illuminate me and I'll make a bunch of goals. Thank yeah. you. Maybe, like maybe, maybe the finger. other team will, yeah. will have you know, punctured lungs out of nowhere or, or <laughs> have wrist contusions that are unreparable. <laughs> you know. But yeah, unfortunately JD didn't finish. Please uh, don't you but, didn't you know, get to see it's, the it's even great. better. The, the ending is even better, JD. Uh, like, you I'm, need I'm to go and watch episode 14. No, no, no. Tell me. Come on. Uh, no, I mean, honestly, even even if we talk, you need to go. I think I'll, I'll keep watching it just because of the, the preview of episode 15. It's so retarded. Uh, but yeah, basically, they are we lose coming, the Are we going to come back and have a part two of attack number one? <laughs> Probably. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> uh, because... They lose the first. They lo- they lose the first set. Uh, they don't. They can't go over the, the rolling attack. What is the tra- so like? Let's just make a 
like just a mental exercise. You're playing volleyball, right? We are playing volleyball. We are a team, us three. There's someone in the other team that can receive all the balls we throw. What do we do? No Go one? On. Go no on. No one wants to answer? No. No? All right. You don't throw the ball at her. You throw at someone who can't receive. But Hickey, that's the problem. That's... She can't do anything. She is everywhere. She is everywhere. <laughs> yeah, She's a one-man no, team. No, because, because when they win the other sets, they're not focusing on her. Sometimes the ball goes, goes to her, but, and then she receives, but there's another girl being bullied <laughs> that yep. she can no, receive but, I mean, the, fucking, the way they, The way they return, the way they fucking win the second set is kind of... Uh, it's kind of weird because like for a lot of it, you were expecting a fucking like tight fight here but for a lot of it it's kind of just like yeah we scored we scored we scored we scored we scored we scored they scored they scored they scored we scored they scored we scored we scored they scored they scored they scored it's like okay so now all of a sudden you can fight why well we need to calm down remember the music fucking remembering he listening to the music and be like yeah remember all the training you did yeah well we'll win all and, that uh, strategy they're using. <laughs> oh, how, yeah. uh, and, and how is the eventual winning point scored? Well, as uh, Kosua learned in the uh, game, when she was uh, rece- on the receiving end of a beatdown, she uh, was blinded by light from the sky uh, from the skylight because the sun is standing on it, and uh, because the ball in was open window, it, and <laughs> yeah, because the blo- a lo- a ball was blocking it and then dropped down, she all of a sudden got blinded by light. So for her winning point. She wanted a perfect toss to her. She got the perfect toss. She hits the ball. The ball goes towards super receiver over here. And the ball is coming. She is in full control. She the is going to get it. Then the ball drops. Yeah. Then the ball drops. And the light from the skylight comes through and hits her in the face. She is blinded. She cannot see the ball. She misses the receive. They win. <laughs> I like that uh, after they win Kidding one me. set and it's like 101. No, Jerry, this is the best part of that episode. Uh, it's like it's one, it's tied like 1 1 0, like 1 1. Yeah. And the coach is like, you guys are doing well. The no strategy strategy is working. You guys know what you do. <laughs> Seriously, you guys know what you do. And look, I have a special, <laughs> a special news to you. The best. 13-year-old middle school team in the world is come to watch you guys. It's the team from the Soviet Union. They are yeah, sitting the in, the, in the bench. And I like, read, a, I read of, about this like Russian a, character that comes eventually, and I'm like, how does yeah, this Yeah, and happen? like, there's a bunch of Russian people in, in the crowd, <laughs> and like, there's, yeah, the, there's the Russian team in the crowd, and they, they just look at Kozwe and do a thumbs up, and Kozwe's like, oh, I'm pumped now. Those little bitches they, do the God, they, they do the peace sign. I wish he would have done a double peace. Just to fucking yeah, keep going. Yeah, the, the, the peace sign. And, 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 and Kosovo is like, oh shit. <laughs> the Soviet Union is here to watch. I'm like, oh no. And then I because it's a Chojo, it's uh, just like, wow, they have really pretty uniforms. Yeah. I'm sure. I mean, that, that, that's what you're focusing on. <laughs> the best team in the world is there to watch you play. And the only thing you care about is that they have a nice looking uniform. Yeah, and okay. then like episode fourteen finishes <laughs> with them, like with them uh, winning, becoming the best team of Japan. Uh, coach being the coach and saying, "Yes, 
because of me, we won't. <laughs> he takes all the credit. <laughs> I did it. I said you weren't going to come. Uh, congratulations, Cosway, and we won because of my no strategy strategy. <laughs> uh, and and then it, it the, the preview for episode 15 uh, starts, and preview of episode 15 makes Cosway sound like seems like a bitch because they go because they won and now it's the best team of japan and now has you know there's a bunch of fresh freshmen going because 14 episodes took an year to to roll by <laughs> uh, the volleyball team is the biggest sports club in in the in the school and because of that they need the gymnasium for themselves so they kick out the gymnastic team so the gymnastic team needs to train outside of the gymnasium, <laughs> and it's like nothing like a balancing every, beam every single shot, like in the preview, below, yeah. Yeah, in the preview, every single shot of Cosway, she's beast. I'm like, oh, someone is gonna get slapped in episode 15. I'm, sh- I'm certain of of all how right. beast Cosway is. So, so yeah, and then oh my god, all right, I cannot so, wait for uh, episode 15. L- let's uh. yeah, let's let's wrap this up. Um, I have attack number one, fifteen through thirty. Mark down future on the uh, on the schedule. <laughs> it's gonna be a while away, but that's fine. We, we're gonna we're, oh my god, we're, we're gonna we're watch all the, the hundred and four episodes of this show. <laughs> we're 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 on our way. It's happening. Yeah. Uh, so I I rather liked the art. Um, I thought the you know the animations nineteen sixty eight, nineteen sixty nine, fine, whatever. It was better than Speed Racer. I will say that much. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I did I did notice that like um obviously this has had the digital remastering and uh You're right. Yeah. I probably watched, absolutely I probably that, watched is, that enhanced uh, version. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the animation hasn't been touched up that much, but it's like you notice it when you look at like the colors and like, you know, everything that's like it's quite clear that this is this has been touched up. It's not like I'm not, I'm not trying to say like all that necessarily would always have like washed out colors, but they wouldn't be like they seem they seem too artificial to be like uh, sixty be, uh, quality. Like, uh, 60s. Yeah, like the, it, yeah, feels, I, it feels like it, rather than you know rather than repainting it, vibrant. Like somebody's yes, got yes. it digitally they, they like up the uh, up the contrast on it. Like up the, yeah, they're very uh, they're very vibrant. Uh, if you if you look at Speed Racer, it's way more pale. Yeah, yeah except, it's a lot more grainy. Except more everything. brownish even, brownish even if colors. You compare it to Aim for the Ace, the other shojo AF sports anime hmm. that we've reviewed. Uh, this does look better than than that on a lot of yep. in a lot of ways. Uh, ah, music, pff, whatever. It's it's sixties like nothing. Oh, the open, oh, the opening JD, you is just nice, reminded right? me. Opening is fine. JD, oh, you yeah. just reminded me. What's up? I completely forgot. At the end of episode fourteen, when they win, they play a oh, fucking yeah. Christian hymn at the end. I'm like, <laughs> wait, what? They literally play. They literally play the uh, "Thine Be the Glory," and oh I'm just like, uh, I'm just, I'm listening to the music. I'm like, I, I know this. Why do I know this? How do I? And then I just start thinking. I'm like, I fucking, uh, I just start thinking, singing lyrics to myself. And I, because I'm from Norway, I, you know, I can remember like Norwegian lyrics. And I'm just like, wait, what's that song? And then I look it up, and it's just like, this is a Christian hymn. Why, why are they playing a Christian hymn at the end of the? I, I, is there something I'm missing here? Like I don't. Okay, I, I, I guess they're Christian. Yeah, yeah. I I thought it was like well maybe you know, I I mentioned it to you. I was like well maybe it was like the battle of the Republic, which is a 
American battle song, but because of the lyrics, is it's also used as a, a Christian anthem. Yeah, I, I have no but idea. It's I just, I just not. <laughs> it's that's, not. That's it's just there. I guess someone thought the melody was fine and made it the fucking school anthem, <laughs> or the yeah. or the baseball association, I guess. Uh, the stuff. Uh, here you go, baseball again. Uh, volleyball <laughs> association <laughs> uh, anthem. <laughs> Everyone wants that coach baseball anime. <laughs> Everyone, we just need it. Well, we need coach. we need a slam dunk and a baseball anime to review for this cast. Uh, baseball anime uh, aim for it, and that's like uh, Star of the Giants, isn't that what it's called? Ooh. The sixties uh, baseball anime. Ooh, mm-hmm. something to consider for the future. Something to consider. There better be. If there's no Oni coach, I want no part of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Star of the Giants was the first uh, sports anime ever made. So there better yeah. be an Oni coach. There's probably, there probably an will Oni be an Oni coach. <laughs> it's a fucking sixty sports anime. <laughs> Take my balls. <laughs> All right. Uh, I really enjoyed Attack Number One probably a lot more than I thought I was going to. Uh, Hell yeah. Yeah, very shoujo. It doesn't make sense in a lot of ways. So, uh, even though I'm giving it a 7 out of 10, it's it's uh, it's worth watching. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. It's it I don't I won't say it's worth watching because we watched we, we only watched 14 episodes out of 100. Hey, these first four. 14 episodes are very much the worth first, watching. The first 14 episodes it's, it's definitely worth checking out. I'll, I'll agree with JD. I'll give it a 7 out of 10. Okay. Well, I mean, like I said, it's it's very much shojo 60 shojo. The uh, like everything you see from everything to the opening, where it's just like it has this weird like cutoff moment from the music, where it's just the main character going like, and sometimes I cry because I'm a girl, and girls sometimes cry. That was you know, that is your first experience, your first introduction to the show. Might be a little bit uh, cringy, to say the least. I know it was for me. I was I was not ready for that, but. I mean, I got through it, and what comes after is just, honestly, it's, it's it's a lot of fun. I think there's a lot of things that I, I it's not good, but it's it's fun, so I ended up giving it a six. Like, it's... Yeah. It's I, wasn't, right. I wasn't planning on continuing it, but if we're doing another podcast on it, then hell yeah, I'm fucking gonna continue watching. <laughs> All right. Two sevens and a six for attack number one. Very unexpected. <laughs> the best shoujo anime we've ever reviewed on this podcast. Uh, oh no 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 no! Aim for the aces. The is an Akage no end considered so- shoujo? No, I said shoujo sports anime. So. Oh, uh, shoujo sports. Uh, Aim for the aces. I, I, I still think I still think from the the sole perspective of the mental breakdown of the main character of Aim for the Ace <laughs> that she just <laughs> I mean, gives yeah. up on her yeah. life and she's we, like, we look. All get- we all she, gave she it has a, she, seven, she, even, she even has a yeah. fucking boyfriend. She says, yeah. we are not going to go out until I win the Olympics. So, fuck you. <laughs> well, <laughs> oh, we yeah. need to do the second season of that as well. Oh, oh, oh. yeah. Alright, well, this was fun. This was uh, episode 60, the Redley Fletcher cast anime edition. We'll see you next time. Peace. See ya. 
Hey. 